0: Messiah from XPW from the backyard wrestling video game clause of the distraction arquette caught Nick Gage with the cutter arquette to, no not even a one on the shot caller. Nick Gage going for blood Your dick.
1: Is literally going to be in the doctor's hands.
2: Yeah. Um, I, do they touch the dick, or do they just... Because I'm, I'm, I'm still a bit unclear. I looked at the pictures, um, and I'm not 100% sure what exactly they're cutting off of me. Um, but I'm excited about it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, welcome, I mean, welcome yeah. everyone. <laughs> is that a good? Is that good? Is that the beginning?
1: Yeah. Welcome to... Uh, Dick Cutting Podcast.
2: Yeah, the DCP. Um, This is Wrestling is Gross, number two, uh, numero two. Um, We're going to be speaking a bit of Spanish on this episode. Um, Hmm. And also, we're going to try to fix a few things that we got wrong uh, last time, such as... Hi, what's your name?
1: I'm Siobhan. (laughs) What is your name?
2: My name is Bucky, and this is Wrestling is Gross. That's the name of the podcast. Wait we said it in the first first minute,
1: right? Yeah, we're the hosts of this podcast. It's about wrestling. That is gross. Death matches, whatever the hell. People just, you know, the refuges of humanity that men and women enter when they climb into that ring or whatever. I don't give a shit. It's not Even always a ring. It. Yeah, it might not be a ring. You know, I Who saw Who says there needs to be a great, ring? Yeah, I saw you know I mean they you know Priscilla Kelly didn't need a ring when she showed Tuna the Tuna.
2: That's right, that's right. That's yeah. uh, that was a revolutionary moment. Yeah. Um yeah, we're talking about the dregs of society. Uh the the poor and the tired and the huddled masses. Um It's
1: yearning to not yearning to be free, (laughs) yearning to bleed.
2: It's yearning to breathe spooky dust. That's right. Uh, Wrestling is gross is the name of the podcast where we talk about gross shit. Um, I'm very excited to do number two. I think we're already off to a good start. Um, uh, As discussed, I'm getting a vasectomy on February 2nd. So this is the last episode of uh, of of wrestling is gross where I will uh, be fully, uh, I guess, fertile. Um, yeah. Although, from what I understand, and as discussed on We Don't Know Evolve last week, um, you're not fully sterile until uh, approximately 12 weeks after, which seems crazy. But those little suckers, they right. they know how to stay alive, I guess.
1: And I, I believe you've said that there is a prescribed number of ejaculations that must be made.
2: Uh, yeah, that's right. Five to ten. Five to ten.
1: Five to ten. Five to 10.
2: Yeah.
1: At first I thought you said five to ten a day, and I was like... Some bit. Um. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I can't wait to follow my wife. I, I get to take even more trips to the bathroom.
1: Yeah, Red Rock, indeed.
2: Yeah, um, no, uh, I don't know. I, as a person who, I don't want to go too hard, too fast right now, but um, uh, I, you know, I, I can't imagine jerking off more than twice a day uh, because I feel like the thing would just fall off. You know, it would just, it would just wither up and die because I am a very sensitive uh, little man. So I I think uh, I, if, if you can do it five to ten times a day, respect, and you should be uh, out there uh, breeding endlessly, is my thoughts on the matter.
1: Yeah, that's a professional pump. Uh, it really is. That's also, of course, Groundhog Day, so we got to make sure oh, yeah. that, you know, this could be, you know... I mean, there's some jokes here, you know, this is the last time, ta- I mean, you gotta make sure your your dick doesn't see its shadow. does see its shadow. That's how you uh, know it's sterile. And, of course, you know, infinite loop of vasectomies, a vasectomy every day. Great. Until, and then, God knows what happens there. God. That's oh That's God. my kind of surgery, is what I'll tell you. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Alright, do you want to get so, to the first part? <laughs> Because now we thinking, thinking about, about, about yeah, an eternity of, uh, of. We're going to be talking about this is this episode specifically is a year in review for 2018.
0: Mm. You know,
1: timely. Just you know, it just ended three weeks ago. That's still timely.
0: Yeah, and yeah. we're
1: going to be talking about four very gross <laughs> matches, four instantly iconic, honestly matches. We're going to be starting off with Zona, I don't know how to say 24 in Spanish. Yeah, Shit. I was just thinking. I didn't I was gonna, that.
2: Yeah, no, it's just, let's just do Zona 23. I'll look it Zona
1: up. Zona 23, and, uh, okay. Do you, you want to list can... off
2: the participants? Because there's a lot of them.
1: Okay, so, we have Ciclope.
2: Okay, uh, let's, go in, uh, let's go back and forth. We have Miedo Extremo.
1: Leviathan.
2: <laughs> is that that it's that's Leviathan ending with an M, not an N. It is. And um, M is in Michael. Um, we have a Lunatic Fly.
1: Draco. Draco.
2: Um, okay. Shit. Uh, Wotan, the the most important one.
1: And There's Toxico, who is Toxico, right? Ra- who lives? Another- who
2: lives there at the uh, lives. You want, to, you want okay. to go first with the pronunciation?
1: <laughs> uh, the, the, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, that's, a, that's yeah. a
2: different, okay, that's a different interpretation than what I had. Um, it translates literally to Junkyard. Uh, it's spelled D-E-S-H-E, fuck, I already, nope. I had it down as uh, de sue
1: yeah, you said it on You Don't Know Evolve, and I was like, you son of a bitch. Did I do um, it? Yeah. I, I it need to go back and
2: listen. I need to go back and listen it. wasn't to good,
1: it. man. It wasn't good. Um, okay, so this <laughs> so, is a right, set de, de, what's the set.
2: Day with Sedaro?
1: Day de with Sedaro. Day de with like, Got it. The yeah.
2: S is silent. The first S is silent. Yeah. Okay. Day with Sedaro. Yeah. It translates literally to junkyard and this is a match that takes place in a fucking junkyard, which I just I have not watched a ton of his under twenty three. Does every match take place in a junkyard?
1: Not every match. They have like some where it's like a you know, one of those Coliseo colocalco outdoor setups of a tarp and all. But um they regularly do run this junkyard. They just ran it again uh, this Sunday and I'm right. I mean, I'm excited to see that I there's a um Los Macizos match versus mm-hmm. um two that's, guys who can't pick Ultimo
2: Cyclope and, and Miedo Extremo for for those yes. uninitiated.
1: Yes. Uh two fifths of Los Nomadas. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep throwing shit at people. Okay. Um okay, so no, here's the thing about this match in specifically the start for background. This was the final of a one day tournament <laughs> all at De yeah, <laughs> and there's some luminaries in this tournament who did not make the final. Uh,
2: oh, yeah, I don't, I have not looked at this card. Who did not oh, make go-
1: this? Um, well, the the icon, uh, the new extreme icon, uh, and how oh, a demonio. Oh, okay. Damus. Uh,
2: <laughs> okay. Wow.
1: Corsario Negro Jr. Wow. Uh, Halloween, who okay. is? fucking 70 years old at this point yeah. a lot of people actually like it's it hey, was a full you can, card you can
2: be like 150 and still have a guy shove a fork in your face it's the same shit
1: Absolutely. man uh there's so many there's a lot uh crazy king just like, like okay. every dt every good DTU regular crazy you...
2: king i don't think i've ever seen work that's just a name on a poster on a poster full of other really good names but that's just a yeah. name on a poster for me
1: yeah, I don't think Crazy Frank was in this, but mm. uh that's another that's another DTU we die and just gotten so many good names. There's just like a ton of just j just, just sweaty, you know, beaten down, brutal motherfuckers. Uh it was and I'd love to see that whole card. I can't imagine. Yeah. Uh the because
2: But this is the main event then. Right. This, this is, is the main event. Okay. This is
1: the uh turnio finale
2: <laughs> Okay, sure. Sure. Not really cool. uh, Ultima Lucha
1: <laughs> Yes <laughs> um, It's a seven way of course uh, As we net- listed seven names Yeah you said six
2: way uh, When we were talking before the podcast You thought there were six people in this
1: I just forgot because I honestly You forgot I, about Toxico got, it's, an, it's an intimidating match So I, I would like. Well, I got like a couple minutes in each time This is actually the first time I watched it for this wow. f- In full It's
0: crazy, And
1: it's so good and it's there's so many. Everybody in this match is hilarious. Um, there's some capable guys in it. There's some guy lunatic fly look makes Darby Allen look like Lex Luger. You know uh, what
2: though? You know what? Yeah. First of all, Lex Luger fucking kicks ass.
1: Lex Luger uh, fucking kicks ass. <laughs> I mean, I mean, physique wise, I don't mean talent. Oh, wise. gotcha. I mean, uh. I mean, he's not. He's not particularly good though. He does take some. Fucking good bumps, which is all that really matters. Lunatic
2: Fly is the guy who does a fucking uh, he moonsaults off of a roof, right? Uh,
1: I think. See, that's
2: the I... thing is, I don't. I, here's the thing: there's seven names I've seen, three or four of these guys before. I've definitely seen Miedo Extremo, Ciclope, Wotan. Um, I don't. I I think I may have seen Draco once, but I've definitely never seen Leviathan. Or, or uh, Lunatic Fly, or who? Toxico is the 7th yeah.
1: Toxico is the fattest of the masked guys. Uh, okay. Levi FM is the masked guy with Tattoo on his arm.
2: Uh-huh. I found myself uh, Googling for, for images of the masks yeah. to differentiate.
1: Draco is unmasked and just a fat, fat man. And uh, he's great. He and corsaro Negro Jr., Get well, because uh, that dude blew out his knee. He's gonna be out for like fucking year and a half, which sucks. Because he had like an all, he had a great uh, hair versus hair with yeah. Ultimo Guerrero. I haven't watched that uh, yet. I really.
2: Should. It's really
1: it's good. Don't he, spoil he, it be- for me. I don't know. <laughs> I'll just say he beats, uh, he beats his goddamn ass is all. All right, cool, um, cool. And um, there's like that. That team is like a good. That that would have been like an amazing Jersey All Pro team. Just these two sure. stumpy. Well cool. amb- brown men just flying all over the place just hitting dudes hard in the chest like very uh like you could easily see them fitting in with uh, the hit squad or something and well so that's know. the thing Draco, I love
2: these. Draco has that big prison jumpsuit on so it calls yeah. to mind Boogaloo and Homicide the natural born killers is that right? Natural
1: born sinners
2: natural <laughs> I knew it wasn't right I knew they were just straight up just named after the movie um, or the song not sure which came first actually um, yeah, uh, I, I really like Draco, uh, coming out of this. He was like one of the guys that I was like, I need to see more of this fucking guy. Um, so yeah, the, the setting of this obviously is a junkyard. There are just trashed cars everywhere. There are people sitting on top of the cars watching. There are some chairs. There are some, there's some seating, but I'm not sure it was, in your opinion, do you think the seating was arranged by the promoter or do you think this was like a, uh, like the lawn seating at a fucking uh, Poison and Motley Crew concert in 2005.
1: Yeah, I think this was BYOC. This BYOC, was like, if you want to bring a chair, go ahead. If you don't, who gives a shit? Um, yeah. and You, you might not
2: leave with the chair is the big thing.
1: <laughs> if you want to volunteer your chair to uh, get cracked over someone's head, you know, go, you know that's your call. Uh, it's better than... Uh, so, one of the key aspects of this match is... You know, because it's a junkyard that's Refuge. Mm. And get a lot of windshields. And what you'll learn really quick is that tempered <laughs> glass windshields do not fucking break easily at all. They have no give. No. And they're doing all these spots on these... And they're never giving.
2: Yeah, that's one of the they're notes ne- I have. I don't think windshields are supposed to break this way. When uh, they I've, do break, it's spectacular.
1: It's fantastic. Uh, but, like, there's a spot... I think it's... Uh, Leviathan and Wotan, I know it's Wotan, where they're trying to do a, uh, like, like slam the head. Into, yes. I uh, have not written that as Toxico, not Leviathan, to- but it could
2: have been. You're right. You're right.
1: <laughs> it was one of the two <laughs> mask guys who I haven't seen, who is mostly a Zona 23 regular, who I haven't right. seen that much the, of. The two
2: shittiest guys in the match, but they're the regulars.
1: Essentially. Yeah. Uh, and they, and it's, they're really trying, but it's, no, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: Bill Goldberg can put his arm through a fucking <laughs> through a like a legit shoot uh car window, but uh, Leviathan or Texaco's uh head not going through that thing. You know right. what it reminded me of that specific spot. Have you ever seen the match from like ninety three or ninety four from ECW where Sabu repeatedly tries to break a beer bottle over Cactus Jack's head? Yes. It's exactly that. It's exact yep. it's so funny.
1: And the, I mean, this whole match is the, like, the logical, uh, extreme of the parking lot brawl. One of the, well, well it's a combination of two different, uh, iconic WCW matches. One is huh. legit great. One is sure. great for all of the wrong reasons. Both
2: featuring David Fit Finlay, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yes, indeed.
2: So, of course, the, the, the one legit, legitimately good one is from, uh, is it? An uh, episode of Nitro from
1: 96? Yeah, yeah, Nitro uh, around April, right a- after their...
2: Right after Uncensored.
1: Disgusting, brutal match. The best match... Also, ma-
2: also a great match.
1: Yes, either, th- either that or uh, Savage sh- Warrior at Mania is the best match to happen on my birthday.
2: Okay, okay. We should say oh. what the other pers- participant in that match is. It is a parking lot brawl between Fit Finley and William Lord Stephen Regal. Yes. Um, and yeah, check that just, out. And then the other one. Do you want to name uh, the participants in the other
1: match? There's many. There's Blitzkrieg in that match? I don't it's, think Blitzkrieg's in that match. There's I mean, Silver Smiley's King and that-
2: L. Dandy are in that match.
1: Yeah. Uh the
2: junkyard per, brawl for the hardcore. The junkyard
1: title. invitation and right. I mean I think uh invitation. Chris Adams is in that match. Hell yeah. Literally. Like, Norman Smiley is in that match, probably? Or was that before? I don't know. Everybody's in that match. Hack is in that match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hard, uh, Sandman, bef- like, with his, un- you know, with his uh, slave name. Uh, sure, sure. So many... Wasn't Hack
2: his nickname, though? Didn't they call it? Yeah, it Hack? was. That, like, See, that's okay. That's
0: no, okay. It,
1: yeah, it's very, like... It. I don't think... You know, I'm going to take a guess and say that uh, Paul E. didn't have that trademarked. So it's sort of weird that they're like, you know what? But it, let's just go. I don't well, know, he like, people. He like, could
2: not trademark the Sandman for yeah, uh, numerous would, reasons.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, but it's like, will people not take him seriously? And it's like, well. Yeah. But, well, I'm not taking any of this shit seriously, so you might as well. I mean, you have a guy named Saturn. You have Perry mm-hmm. Saturn. It's
0: like. <laughs> Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but They were calling him Perry Saturn at that point too, and that's one of the most absurd names of all time. That is a is that his real that, name? Is that
2: Saturn's real name?
1: Um, Perry is his real first name, yeah, okay. it's, and then it's sounds absurdly Italian last name, like you know D'Amelugio or something.
2: <laughs> Perry Saturn sounds like vaguely like a like a 70s, like, porn actor's oh, name. Oh, it's,
1: it's very porn. It's
2: like a Henry sure. Paris, uh, what's it, Jamie Gillis, is that the guy? Are you familiar, yeah. familiar with this? I oh, am, yeah. Okay, yes. uh, Let's get uh, Chris Zellner on the horn. He could tell us all about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking old
1: balls. Wrinkly right? <laughs> old balls. Rest in peace, uh, Jamie Gillis.
2: Yeah, so, um, <laughs> Jamie
1: Gillis, I don't think he's dead, actually. I don't know. Oh, anyway. I,
2: I, I want to see his dick. Um, right now, today. Um, a sneaky good performance in this from Lunatic Fly, though, who does by far the craziest spot that has ever happened in the background of uh, of something less interesting. Uh, there's a moment very early on, it's about four minutes in, and I will make sure to gift this and put it on the thing, on the old Twitter. Um, Warton, at
1: Deathmatch Pod.
2: At Deathmatch Pod. You'll see it flashing in a GIF. Numerous yeah. GIFs. Love to make those GIFs. Um, go ahead and give a shout out to. Yeah, dot com. Fantastic gift maker. It's a great there. service. Yeah, it's for free it's too. This website is free. That's my impersonation of everybody online. Um, no, he does a roof uh, moonsault. He does moonsault off of a roof that had to be at least twenty five feet in the air. Now the scale is very strange because it's very far away. And that's the thing that's most key about this is that it happens in the background as Wotan is uh, hitting someone with the either Toxico or Leviathan. Who knows? They're the same person, as far as I'm concerned. He's hitting one of them very lightly with a with what looks like one of the thinnest light tubes I've ever seen, and just just tapping it on his head and breaking it over his forehead. And in the background, and you hear the screams in the distance because in the background there is a man who, as you said, has a physique that looks that makes Darby Allen look like Lex Luger doing a fucking moonsault off of a roof that is probably as high, if not higher than the one that Zandag and Joey Janela went off of. It's, it's nuts. It is one of the craziest things we've ever yeah. seen. And it's not even in focus. It's, it's like, it's not a-
1: even, not, I don't think to be told him to do that. I don't think to mm. be, there's no pay. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, why not do this? It's, I think the, like the, the, the meme of, oh, this is like uh, a Dutch Renaissance, like a <laughs> Dutch master's. Pay- like, no, this match actually is, there's, Things going on, and you're right. not going to be able to keep track of it because it's a single, it's just, you know, the one handheld cam, and it's that's beautiful, right?
2: No, it's, all right. So, I do want to say before we get away from it, it's it, the, the thing happening beneath the surface being more interesting than what is right in front of your face is like it's like a common trope in like storytelling, it's like a storytelling device and, and novels going back. A fucking century TV series. It's you know it's Twin Peaks. It's Desperate Housewives. It's every fucking thing. Um, it's in this match, <laughs> you know. Yeah. it's in this match. Um, but yeah, we have one camera, right? Imagine yeah. that. Do you remember the last show we had? Um, Johnny Cashmere, Justice Payne versus Nick Mondo and Jen Kasai? Um, and we mostly followed around. Jun Kasai and Justice Payne, as they brawled through the Smyrna, Delaware fucking firehouse or whatever it was. Um, Now, that's probably for the best because you want to see Jun Kasai because he doesn't come to, to America a lot. But there's, you know, there's another version of that match out there. There isn't, but there could be, where it's just Johnny Cashmere and Nick Mondo doing, like, bad karate kicks and hitting each other with, like, thumbtack bats. And that is also good. I would love to see that. Yes. Um, have you ever seen, uh, did you see from like the second Black Label show, it was Jimmy Lloyd and Nick Gage versus the Powers of Pain? Is that right? The Faces of Fear. The
1: faces of Fear, yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Barbarian and Haku. Yes. And, uh, and the,
2: the whole thing is Gage brawling with Haku, but off in the background every now and then you see the Barbarian <laughs> brawling with Jimmy, different boy Lloyd, and I yeah. want to see that
1: I want to see Konga the Barbarian fucking with a different boy.
2: That's right. And I want to see whatever was happening while, just like you saw that moonsault in the background, who's to say that, um, that while Wotan was, uh, chopping Draco, that lunatic fly didn't land that moonsault and then pull out a fucking gun and shoot someone like there, there are other versions of this match that may or may not exist. That have just as much, if not more crazy shit, and i it's amazing to think about there's like fifty or a hundred you look at the crowd there are fifty or hundred different people with their phones up in the air filming this, and I'd imagine if we like look around, we could probably find some shit you know we could find yeah the
1: there you know this is a match where like a Warren Commission level report. Is <laughs> yeah. left.
0: Yeah, it's, like it's very. Zapruder. I want to know
1: who. Yeah, exactly. It's The man. You know, every single Polaroid. Every like go for that. It's like to find the angle where the bullet hit his head. Yeah. I want to see every single angle of lunatic fly coming off of <laughs>
2: yeah that roof. <laughs> Fuck yeah. The roof. I want to see. Uh, I want to. Who was that with the the umbrella? Is that Black Terry Junior? Who's Who's to say? Um, it's It's crazy. It's crazy to think about the what ifs of this match. Um, because as evidence, there are seven people in this match. Um, I don't know. I, there's tons of spots we talk about all day. Um, I, I think talking about the spots is not really, you know, worth doing in this match. I want to do it in other matches maybe. Um, but the glass not breaking is great. It's a recurring theme. I think that's really good. I think it's really interesting how fucking over lunatic fly is. Um, after he did that Moon of salt, I think there's a good chance that he has like a ton of high school classmates in attendance um yeah
1: um, because he 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 definitely seems to be about seventeen years old
2: oh yeah oh yeah and so uh, you you watched the show where uh Josh Bishop faced uh josh prohibition uh that a i w show right yeah and and he comes out josh josh bishop comes out and it's the, the crowd is just filled with his fucking high school friends. And they're all losing their fucking minds for it. That's kind of yeah. how this felt to me. Um, I wonder how many t-shirts Lunatic Fly sold.
1: Yeah. it's <coughs> And there's... he did, I mean, like, not... To, but, like, even from the start, like, he does a... Uh, I guess, a, like, a, a Topic on uh, onto the other six... Guys, and then they collectively catch him yes. and then awesome bomb him. Another... Oh, gotta love the awesome bomb. Into the crowd,
2: into one crowd member in well,
1: particular. It, yes, one crowd member in particular who just eats shit. And you yeah, know what?
2: We'll get
0: that,
1: Lucky. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And I want that. and like <laughs> the, there's like oh, there's some and one of the things that's worth note. Okay, there's too much. There's too many spots. It's all about and even like the shitty guys. I mean, they're dying in this match. Oh, Everybody's yeah. dying. But one of my favorite, like, like it, it cycles back to being sort of. It's basically like a Cybernetico um, inside the ring, but like, um, like halfway between like a like a, a sort of scramble match, like, and a Cybernetico. Where just things are just, you know, not not to just apply the Lucha trope to it because it's in it's a Lucha match featuring a lot of Luchadors, but it's like it's a little bit different than that. It feels like. Uh, people are just rolling off and all of that.
2: Right. It does have that structure of um, two guys come in, hit their spots, two more guys come in and hit their spots. Now that is in theory just the same as any like American scramble match. But there is something to the rhythm of this. Um, there's a there's a moment that sort of lends itself to what you just said that where um, it's Wotan and I believe Leviathan.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh,
2: uh, brawling outside the ring and people are going nuts for it and they're like doing shoot headbutts and Mieto Extremo comes over and he like breaks them up and he says hey let's get it back in the ring you two and then they put the roll in the ring and then they start brawling in the ring it's like yeah. weird weird shit like that it doesn't make sense in the context of, of or would make sense in the context of American wrestling but in this it's like I guess it makes sense
1: yeah I want to I love the idea of just um, Miedo extremo. <laughs> like he's the agent here. He's the, he's the Pat Patterson of uh Doja That okay. I, that you know, I want to be the Pat Patterson of El Sidero. Just like <laughs> you know, I got I got this. You know, you're gonna. I got we got Mad Dog Sean here, and you're gonna hit him with the leg. You're gonna <laughs> steal his leg. <laughs> oh, that's. That's such a good spot. That's not a gross I, enough match to talk I've about. I've never that. seen
2: that match. That's uh, it's, that's it's good a, friends, better enemies.
1: Yeah, that's actually that's really a, actually a great match because it's just he, Nash just beats his ass. And that's mm. what you wanna see. I don't I wanna see Shawn Michaels eat shit. Fuck that guy. <laughs> anyway, but okay, so one of so like there's the inner and then it just sort of spills back out into Aldo Sidero. Right, right. uh for the end run, which doesn't theoretically <laughs> make sense because this isn't worked as a false count anywhere match like this is goes at least like the well, first
2: have there been any pinfall attempts before this like that's the thing
1: there were pin there were no pinfall attempts outside of the ring as far as I know yeah but at the same time
2: but anywhere anywhere like were there pinfall attempts in the ring
1: I think there was one or two I think someone tried. But at the same time it's like it doesn't it doesn't feel like it mattered.
2: Yeah, maybe a lunatic <laughs> like, fly tried after he moonsaulted off of a roof.
1: Yeah, what like <laughs> what if there it's like that God, this has this the way to do this match, there is a way to do this match with just you get like your four referees or whatever, you know, every single pair up and they do it like that old stardom gimmick. have you ever seen that one of those matches? From
2: I've, a I've seen maybe three stardom matches ever.
1: Okay, so it was this gimmick of the ref had a GoPro. It uh, was wearing a helmet with a GoPro on it.
2: And he was fucking one of the talents? Well, and, it, and it was Rossi? He was
1: wearing a, go- <laughs> a GoPro on his fedora as oh, he was God. laying the wood uh-huh. to redact it. And you, say, redacted, you say lay in the I,
2: wood? I'm I'm a pipe man myself.
1: Yeah lumber layer, adam jacobs
2: okay uh,
1: <laughs> okay that's such a good gift do you do you uh do you remember that game i
2: do i do it's it, he
1: literally <laughs> hit people with a two-by-four yeah and yeah. it was so good because he's just adam jacobs is just he's, he's laying woods he's, he's he's a special guy he's our special guy and then he debuted tights and turned babyface, and you're like
2: now see that uh, i don't
0: remember <laughs>
1: Yeah, that, that, that's a really... I've never seen that match in full. They only saw the highlights. A very disgusting match. They ran for the uh, vacated Wildside Side title. Um, a war games, <laughs> but a very indie-ass war games where it's like a gauntlet match, effectively. Okay. It's just like, I've never seen it in full. I mean, it's bloody and disgusting for sure, but it's like, that's not war games. Get that fucking indie bullshit out of here. <laughs> You're better than that. It's like the well, it's like the three way war games match. It's it's yeah, along it's the same got, lines. It's got it was very yeah. Um, but anyway, let's put back. so this. So there's two crucial. There's one crucial spot that we should say. Okay. Because we're get, I, uh, it could uh.
2: be anything. I have no idea what you're going to say right now. Well, I want
1: to go with after the mat at spills back out and we get this finishing run of now it's a false count anywhere match. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it doesn't matter really. Always
2: was. You just didn't ask. You never nobody, asked. Yeah,
1: nobody, it didn't seem to matter at the time. Nobody, you, you hadn't done enough damage to your opponent yet. You know, that's, that's right. not wrestling. Wrestling Wa- logic. Gonna... So, <laughs> we see Draco running, <laughs> essentially, running even wet. He's I mean, you know, at his pace. And he climbs up onto a forklift that has what looks like a, what, like a, an early '90s Crown Victoria on it or something. Some massive yeah. car on this forklift uh, being I would have said
2: Mercury Grand Marquis, but yeah,
1: something like that. Gigantic American car <laughs> made in the USA, baby. Uh, that's from Drake <laughs> Landell. Uh, the Nature and, Boy
2: making a cameo appearance.
1: Uh, Crunch McGee himself, and <laughs> we get so. And then Metal Extremo follows him up. This forklift that. Is an industrial forklift that has a car on it. Mm-hmm. And then Ciclope gets there, and then shit goes bad.
2: So I just want to say I do believe that Ciclope, Mioto Extremo, and Draco are all working well within OSHA regulations for workplace safety. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to get any anybody any lawyers on the phone, or I don't want to have HR of the desk. Uh, de Huessadero. De, 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 Sarah, de, de, de
1: The. Uh, I Can you say it for me? De Huesadero. De Huesadero. I, saw, <laughs> I, saw a, I saw a translation of it. I was trying to translate it again. That's uh, that was as the undoing, which is fucking poetic, <laughs> man. The undoing. <laughs> love okay. That.
2: Okay. Uh, um, Alright, so it looks like they're going to do it like a Spanish fly. Alright, so do you remember the original Spanish fly? It was not one guy doing a fucking backflipping exploder or whatever, or or whatever. Yeah. It was it was Joel and Jose Maximo doing it, both of them at the same time, and a third man doing flips off the top rope and landing together, and usually one of them is going to break their ankle. That's the original Spanish fly, Okay. And I thought they were going to do that, but they don't do that. They don't even come close to that. <laughs> Can you, yeah, do you want to describe what happens?
1: I don't know if the it... death is what happens. Uh, Dragos seems seems like he does like like they seem like he's there's multiple times in this match you might where someone actually seems like they might be dead, mm-hmm. but that's definitely one. Everyone lands bad on this ancient ass. Um... Gigantic American V8 car. Mm hmm. And <laughs> it's just everybody. Uh, they I all eat shit. C Club ends up on the rear window. Um, uh, uh I don't, of- so I don't
2: know if anybody contacted made any contact with glass, but glass does shatter from just the incredible kinetic energy landing atop it. Um, I don't think anybody actually made contact with the glass directly. Um, whatever did happen, they all died. And then none of them factored into the finish, which I don't necessarily even want to spoil here because it's, it's not, it's not unnotable. I burped really, uh, overtly into the uh microphone there sorry um it's not smr that's right that's right that's what this is um (laughs) yeah uh sensory therapy baby um i i think it was either Leviathan or toxico who won i don't know maybe neither of them won um
1: i do know who won because i look only because i looked at the card but okay well don't... i like the mystery of it i've heard
2: <laughs> that multiple people in our dm uh which let's face it are 85 percent of the listeners have not watched this match let's not spoil it okay but sorry say what you're gonna say
1: <laughs> it has one of my favorite um to bring up Mike Awesome again in a different context, one of my favorite yeah. endings to a match ever is from the first one night stand. Mm-hmm. The, the yep. really the only like eff, like full ass effort match on that card, uh, and that's I actually love. I actually think that's the best uh, version of Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka.
2: It's very possible. It's up there because for sure.
1: it has that real like these two guys might die. Doing it's very this.
2: concise,
1: and yeah, it's I think saw- it's like twelve
2: on- minutes or something.
1: Yeah, uh, and it ends after a splash to the floor, and that was not a False Count Anywhere match. That's not the ECW rule set. Oh, yeah. It sh- and it was just like the sense it of... It wasn't even hey, a not.
2: splash to the floor. He like It was like a tope.
1: Yeah.
2: like But landed it, in a splash.
1: And it was just like the ref just said, you know what? Let's call this. And that's kind of the feeling you get with this, which <laughs> right. is all of these guys have been, already been in a match. Which we don't have no... We have no footage of. God knows what happened in any of those matches. <laughs> and I I don't think... I think some of the winners didn't actually even advance to this right. match. Like, I think there were alternates somehow. Sure. like Because someone... Because, you know, you... Died basically. Yeah. No, Jimmy Lloyd beat
2: Schlack in the first round of the Nick Gage Invitational. I was there and I saw it, but his, he fucking slid his wrist open. So he did not make that final, which then became a four way. So this shit, shit happens at these shows.
1: Yeah. And that, you know what? That's, that's how things go. And I would love to see this full show. Oh, and we're going to revisit De Huesadero, because it's the fucking best. I well,
2: you it. and I are going to go visit it in person. You're going to fucking
1: is... buy it, and That's
2: we're going to, yeah. Right, right. Just as just as our friends have bought Nova Pro, we're going to buy a real promotion. Um, no, I, I think it's the finish is really funny because it's so unceremonious. Um, I think maybe 15% of the people at this show saw the finish happen. <laughs> because it's nowhere on t- close. It's on yeah. top of a car in the middle of fucking nowhere, a sea of humanity.
1: Nowhere close to the ring. That doesn't matter. I don't think anybody cared if it was in the ring. You no, know, that's you know, that's improv. Yeah. This is this this ain't U C B. No. This is Lucha Libre.
2: That's right. And, and this match is de Huesidero as fuck. And whoever won it, I don't remember. They deserved it. Every person in this match is a hero and I love every one of them.
1: And you know, (laughs) bless the rains down on a dehuasadera. That's all I say. Because God, it looks it's goddamn shitty looking, but it's so beautiful. And there, and we will review. We have to.
2: I mean, we have to find a match worth worth talking about. But I I can't imagine one doesn't happen like every week, even if it's not filmed. Um, that's the thing about a thing like this. This kind of thing probably happens all the time. Um, it might not be, uh, it might not have a referee, um, <laughs> but uh, it's. I'm sure you know. This is this is among the most World Star Hip Hop things I've seen in wrestling in like the last five years. It's it's fantastic, and I love it. I love it.
1: Speaking of World Star Hip Hop. Make a transition to our second match. Do if it you'd like?
2: Yes, do the segue. Did you know I didn't know how to I didn't know segue was spelled. So I thought it, I thought it was S E G U E W A Y for years. Oh no. For years I thought that. I don't know why I thought that. I thought it was cuz you know how like rogue is spelled with the G U E. Yeah. I thought it was seg And I didn't know. I didn't know. And then my wife had to tell me. And she wasn't my wife yet. And I'm lucky she married me after she had to inform me of this. Anyways, do your segue. (laughs)
1: Because we're going to be talking about the Yard Call. Yard Call. Yard Call. What is the Yard Call?
2: I cannot tell you.
1: (laughs) Well, it's, it's definitely slim j jeremy boyd as he says in his opening match right in his opening promo he is not slim j he's not gladiator jeremiah right. never actually says jeremiah that was his gimmick well, weird gimmick in 2017
2: and i like that gimmick but he's it want- was
1: good yeah
2: <laughs> i like the big was- the big shield thing that he had um no um all right yes this is from anarchy wrestling July 28th of 2018, as all matches that we're discussing tonight are from 2018. This is the yard call, the feud ender between Slim J, a.k.a. Glad- Gladiator Jeremiah, a.k.a. Jeremy Boyd. Is that right? Yes. Versus Corey Hollis. Um, th- I-, I have it written down, and I wanted to bring up uh, Phil Schneider's, uh, you know, dad's. Uh, Right up to see how he described it, but man, blog spots are so hard to fucking search through. I'll never find it. Uh, I'm gonna keep trying. Um, do you want to describe? Do you want to give your description of the setting of this match? Do you? Can you do that?
1: Okay, so if you're not familiar with the legacy, of, the 20-plus year legacy of uh, <laughs> wrestling in Cornelia, Georgia, this is. I believe it's an old middle school or something. Now they call it the church. And if you've seen the outside, it's just on a fucking dirt road. It looks so good and shitty. Um, I was Mufos' m- mutual following. Mufos, with, with both uh, Dan the Dragon Wilson and Jeff G. Bailey uh, a couple of counts ago. I <laughs> said nobody knows that I'm on. Mul- I've had multiple counts. I right. haven't.
2: It's all right. It's not like you've um, given it away immediately with, look, your, not, with your with your avatar. Not, that's not, that's
1: yeah, let's not beat around the bush. You—that was a fucking hell of an experience for me. Uh both gr- great men, great men, capital G, capital M, great men. And capital yeah, G, is, just
2: like his middle initial.
1: Yeah, uh, Jeffrey Gaylord Bailey, as uh, Stephen Zach right. was fond of saying. This and so there's a lot of room in this weird ass building because there's not like, like the. It's just like you're not going to need a lot of – I think it's the cafeteria, I would think. Okay. I'm not sure. It doesn't that matter where, where they like have the ring. So this is like old locker rooms or mm-hmm. something. It yeah. doesn't really matter. It's it – none of that matters because they – like there's a brick wall that's one side.
2: Right. Right.
1: Um, we don't actually ever see what's on the camera. Th- that's a key element of this. There's that's one camera right. attached okay. to like, the top of a wall, and then there's a very um, honky tonk ass setup of two by fours and chicken wire and barbed wire right. separating the fans who make it got to make the migration. I guess so it was like, hey yard call. Like I imagine. <laughs> Dan Wilson literally came over the uh, yard call. Yeah, it's a Everyone. yard call. And yard, call. Was like, All right, yard call. Yard call. Five minutes. Yard call. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. And Warden
2: G Bailey. Man. All right. So that's your description. Um, I'm gonna read mine, or I'm gonna read Phil's, and then then I'll read mine. Uh, Phil's says it, uh, it. It's a fight in a storage room in a separate building. That's probably not true. <laughs> I
1: don't. I do. Who knows? It had concrete walls,
2: (laughs) chicken wire door, and a ceramic toilet in the side like a holding cell. Um so that's his description of the setting and uh so what I have written down I'll just read this verbatim. Uh the setting for Yard Call is basically the hardest thing in the world to describe but let's try. It's supposed to be reminiscent of a prison yard and it's basically a shitty concrete room with graffiti on the walls, a stretcher with the pad removed and a toilet. There's chicken wire up that the crowd is watching through and barbed wire on the door. So I guess if if you haven't watched this match, then fucking shame on you. Um, but if you haven't watched this match and you're listening to this podcast, I hope you can get an image of what this is. Um, now, there is a very key moment where one of the commentators, I'm not sure if it was uh, Wilson or uh, Bailey or... Al Getz, I don't even know who's on commentary for this shit.
1: Um, I just know uh, Mr. Wildside, uh, Steve Martin, is there, who I don't, f- who fucking disappeared in like 2002, and then just like, holy shit, like he just like disappeared off TV. i had, like an a- like he was like like the secondary heel to Jeff G. Bailey, like secondary no manager. No recollection of him. No, I memory. know it's so weird. I'm like, whoa, whoa, this guy, he's back.
2: Is he the one who says, "Well, this is the first yard call match I've ever seen."
1: Because of fucking, of course it is. No, he actually says, this is inaccurate, and I thought this myself, there is, and to credit, I wouldn't know about this matchup without oh, dad, Phil Schneider, the cell block match, which is a different match, different kind of gimmick. I still haven't watched that it. that up. I haven't, I've never fucking seen it, I don't know what the hell it is. I want to see it so bad. No, he sent it to us. Oh, shit. He
2: fucking, he, I'm pretty sure he sent us a clip um, I think it was an, a dot ISO of a, of an old. Well, the Henry
1: uh, we fucking God that I have. That's that's why. Yeah,
2: you need to check your emails. Um, no, it's in there. Um, I'm I'm almost certain he sent that to us. Uh, Dad, if you're listening, thank you. Um, but <laughs> yeah. So, but still, that's a prison block match. This is a yard call match. It's two different things. All right inspired by does not necessarily mean direct uh lineation from okay yes, it's two different it's, things um I, this match fucking kicks ass, obviously. We wouldn't be talking about it if it didn't. Um, Slim J comes out cuffed, which is like his gimmick now, is that he's uh, on work release, I guess. And well, he be- was
1: like, he was like a juvenile. I mean, because he's been wrestling so goddamn long. I mean, he's been wrestling since he was 16 at this point. Right? He's not, he's not that old. I mean, he's only like 34. Still he still
2: looks 16, actually. I
1: know. Yes. Yeah, he. He doesn't look basically any different than he did in 2002 no no and uh, still is insane i, I remember from a, a wild side show he did a headbutt from the top uh from the top to the floor where he had to have cleared 15 feet
2: uh, like a yeah. like a diving like, like for, a
1: from for, like i mean Crispin and yeah, style a crisp and wild style headbutt, hell yeah yes i love that and move. And it was like he went from one side of the ring to the other, except it was from the top (laughs) rope to the fucking floor. The ramp. Cavernario style? Uh, repeat that.
2: I said Cavernario style?
1: Oh, hell yeah. Yes, exactly.
2: Like just landing flat.
1: Yeah, onto, I believe, Jeremy V.
2: Oh, hell yeah, Jeremy V.
1: Yeah, great match. <laughs> uh, what do we
2: we should do another podcast where we just fucking do wild side recaps. Yes, from two thousand one. Um, shit. Okay, let's we'll talk about that. We'll get a uh, we'll get old Zellner on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can get your former Mufos on too. Um, shit. Um, yeah. No. Slim also, J.
1: Mufos with uh the Southern Homicide Murder One? Who Murder One is cool. great. Hell yeah. Yeah. A super underrated I, that, had a I bit wasn't...
2: of a resurgence the last couple of years because of uh, because of our our dear friend Dylan Hales 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 Dylan Hales. Dylan Hales
1: D- <laughs> Halen and Dales. That's right. That's um, Dylan. And but this and Corey Hawk, so Slim J <laughs> is basically had nowhere close to the career he should have.
2: No, Fuck no. Um, um, he was know, definitely can... a favorite of Feinstein, um, and there's no question as to why. Um, but S- here's the thing: Slim J was always thrown in with those types, with the high, with the the, the Izzy and Dixie, you know, the um, Azrael. Yeah, yes,
1: yeah, he was a special K, the Jersey All Pro uh, High Flyers. Billion. yeah, Legion members of that organization. Yeah, <laughs> and I, look.
2: I love Special K. I think they fucking rule, but Slim J was not a good fit for them because while he does plenty of athletic shit, he is a he is a puncher, not a boxer. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel me?
1: Yeah, he throws <laughs> bombs. He, That's right. It, of the uh, like the the breakout star from uh, Special K, the other guy who actually didn't fucking fit at all was Jay Lethal. Okay, and, sure. And like funny I, f- I forgot think, he like, was even in it. I'd, he was hydro,
2: Mm-hmm.
1: hydroponic. No, I remember, and, but yeah, yes. and it's totally like he's a. Just, I actually think Jay Leafle, if he's not like trying to do things, um, you know, let's let's not mention whatever the hell happened let's not talk about the Taylor Hendricks thing, because I don't know what the hell happened there. I don't don't know what that is,
2: so let's not.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you don't need to, because it's confusing as hell, and it makes me sad. Is it a Rich
2: Swan style situation?
1: It's a delirious-style situation, or Mike Quackenbush-style situation, except that delirious, as Booker of ROH, somehow isn't involved. like Like, it was coercion. Like... And I'll I'll get you off the. You're not going to be booked.
2: We've talked too I much don't. about this because I yes. feel uncomfortable. And I here's the thing. And I'm going to say what you were about to say. And I'll just say I'll just say it like you just skipped whatever the hell you were just talking
1: about
2: <laughs> and got to the meat. I also like Jay Lethal.
1: I like Jay Lethal. he's good? At, he's good at wrestling when he's not. As long as he's not doing the lethal injection, right? Like setup because that's terrible. Everything else he's really fucking good at it.
2: i agree it's just I that that's that just bad i watched he's the just, i watched one of the gresham matches from last year yeah. so far and it was good
1: if if he just did it like 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 triton or in cmll just will do it and it'll be like okay whatever who cares or stigma triton? or someone oh yeah, okay oh sorry yeah yeah like someone will just like like a cmll mid card will just throw that out and you will be like oh, whatever just yeah. That was a thing that happened. It's not a big deal. It's a bad finisher, though. It's the worst finisher. Yeah,
2: don't center a main event title match around it. But there's too much... I, we, we shouldn't be talking about Jay Lethal. He'll never appear on this podcast. But let's go ahead and get the, the Jay Lethal talk out. Um, it sucks that so much of the narrative around him is about how his finisher is stupid. It um, is. Because, like... I mean, how many how many guys... I, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head who has a terrible finish, who who is, like, just escaped that but there's there's probably so many I mean I, oh, fuck man John Cena has has a, a, a badly executed DVD and a badly executed STF and people never talk about those things being spots he works the entire match around builds um, sequences and, and big reversals and big near falls out of because um, he's a good worker and people respect him you know why people don't like Jay Lethal because he's black and that's the that's the yeah. official wrestling is gross take. Um, the has, end
1: of Jay lethal discussion forever. That's right.
2: Are you good with that? Uh, we good?
1: Yeah. And okay, so <laughs> let's talk about
2: some about other guy? members of special. Yes. K.
1: Well, let's talk about another guy misused by uh, Ring of Honor, uh, Corey Hollis. who's was also in this match. Okay. The other guy in this match is also fucking great himself, and yeah, a tiny little man and but he's so good too he's also none of the guys has really had the career they should have slim jay has been around for longer so it seems more egregious but Corey hollis i remember him like carrying in a uh job uh, in a like squash match in an rhtv match he carried adam cole to like a legitimately good squash match adam huh. cole has no offense and he carried him <laughs> it was be- it was it was so it was a hell of a performance he's very talented I think, so, di- I think he has I think he's like type one diabetes or something stupid okay. like that that may, might that's, actually fuck up his career. But that's what's I don't,
2: keeping him away from a contract deal.
1: I think that I think something like that where like, you know, who knows something Are, weird Let me like ask that. you: is
2: that a th- is that a real thing? Will people uh, will, will will does Court Bauer not hire uh, somebody who has diabetes?
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's <laughs> like discrimination. I just think it. It's like, can is it bad? Like. Can we. What if he dies in the ring? Right. Liability, yeah, like, I don't know. Um, like, Division Pro, I remember that's the only time I've ever, One of the only times I've ever heard it referenced uh, by Mr. St. Laurent. Weirdly. If, uh, said you've it. lost you remember me. You've Division, lost me entirely. Do you remember Division Pro? Nope. <laughs> oh, it was this. It, they they ran, like, two shows, and it was all weight class wrestling, which is, like. What era is I, this? What? It, it, oh, it was, like,. 2017 it was very recent oh the no show I, had,
2: I fucking have no idea
1: <laughs> yeah you know, random like orlando or something like the show this was like a Matt. um uh, it sounds Corey, like style uh, battle it, it was very style battle and mr saint laurent there too one of uh gabe and sal hamill away away those boys uh and you're and it was like they had a lightweight match with uh cory hollis and leo rush
2: okay they sounds had great a, sounds fantastic what's wrong with heavyweight- that
1: a heavyweight match with Brian Cage and Moose that I actually felt was pretty good, and uh, a domestic abuse match with uh, Sammy Callahan and uh, Mister Four Hundred and Fifty Jesus De Leon.
2: Uh, it sounds like you mentioned a couple of domestic abuse matches because Moose was.
1: Uh... Uh, well, that's not the division, though. I mean, I don't think has. Brian oh, that Cage wasn't did...
2: that wasn't the domestic abuse division. It was God. the
1: middleweight. It was technically the middleweight division, <laughs> but I don't like. I don't think those guys are in the same weight class, really. Mm. What the hell weight class is Sammy Callahan in? He's, he's five, in.
2: He's two, in, Uh, 100 pounds. Yeah. He's in the weight class that I don't watch ever. Yes. <laughs>
1: he's in the weight list class.
2: Yeah, there you go. The weight list class. I like it. Well, I'm I'm, I'm mixed on it is what I am. Um, yeah. Let's, let's talk a about rest. yard call.
1: Let's talk fucking yard call. <laughs> All right. This is my. This is like a my favorite murder. You ever, you know, my nope. favorite murder exists. I don't I, think you ever listened to it. Have my, you ever heard that? Have mm, you noted know it exists?
2: My wife listens to it while she walks on the treadmill. She says it's actually really good. So
1: it's it's actually it is not like true crime shit. But this is like a level of just like what the fuck are we talking about? What the fuck you're talking about? Let's talk about fucking yard call. Let's talk about Ted Bundy. No, uh, let's talk about yard call. So here's the thing. This is a 9-minute and 50-second match? Yeah. like that. Yeah. And you get your... And it is fucking violent as shit. There's... It's just a it's just two men just beating the shit out of each other, and you get two different nut shots. Um, it's very <laughs> much a... It's very much a... This is a prison fight match, and we have... Uh, which, I mean, they... Like, considering that how, like bizarre that gimmick is like the whole like sort of like calling back to the slim J juvenile delinquent thing like yes, to go back to his past but not really like it's just like yeah just like i don't know it's just sort of a it's a very like wild side idea of just like here's just this weird gimmick let's just do it well, i've always it's like like dan wilson just always wanted to do this match or something and yeah he did it yeah like, this is for you gypsy joe <laughs> yeah
2: yeah. this is um this is definitely it's i mean so it's very unique obviously um and it's this is a feud ender um there's a toilet in the corner um we get a swirly attempt within i don't know 35 seconds of the match um slim tries to jerk i'm sorry jeremy boyd tries to give Corey hollis a swirly um then he grabs the lid of the uh the chamber, I believe. I don't know the anatomy of a toilet super well, but I believe the back part. uh, The part that you would shit in if you were doing a classic uh, upper-decker. I believe it's called the chamber. He takes the top of that off and tries to maim uh, just fucking brain Corey Hollis with it. Um, And it just smashes against the wall. Uh, Hollis like grabs a piece of the fucking ceramic and just fucking Bashes it into Slim J's head and he starts, starts fucking starts,
1: carving him up.
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's,
1: this is not, that's the first
2: minute. By the
1: way, we should talk. Okay, so the commentary on this is bizarre because it's
2: okay. That's so. It's, it's yes.
1: psychedelic.
2: <laughs> it's psychedelic. It's like the film Mandy, um, but good. Um, hot take there uh it's being piped in over the pa i guess so the crowd can hear it um and is echoing like crazy so there's like there's like it's just going over itself and then they also have it playing over the top of the video file for the live audience or for the for the video audience for the you know the streaming audience which is us me you and phil schneider and apparently nobody else watched this match uh so it's just the three of us um and so you basically get three layers of, I guess, I don't know who the commentators are. It's Dan Wilson and Steve Martin. Is that right? The guy from yes. The Jerk? Um, is that what you said earlier?
1: Uh, Mr. Wildside was, yes, Mr. Wildside. Steve
2: Martin, okay. Um, the mummy. Um, was it the... the, and some, the and King Todd I'm thinking of King and some Tut. guy
1: who has uh, a really hick name. They all have hick accents. Actually, Dan Wilson isn't on commentary for this, because he has two good See, ones. I
2: don't know. I have no idea who any of these fucking people are. They're all Zellner. They Zel- all have terrible all just, voices. They're all Zellner they to me. They're all fucking amazing. Yeah, they Zelnars. all are
1: Zellner. Uh, uh, Dan Wilson has a fucking amazing voice. He does not sound like Zellner at all.
2: Okay, well, I'll take, I'll take your boss. word for
1: it. So um, you have Dan the Dragon. That's He's an immortal commentator. He's still good, actually, when he does... not to, Snaky good commentator on the uh, Sanic City Invitational.
2: Unlike the last year's? Because I didn't watch that shit. Uh I
1: didn't watch... I, didn't I probably watched that
2: shit on mute, because I can't... It's too Southern. If I keep yeah. watching... And not to so shit on Southern Wrestling, but... If it's Southern Wrestling and it's not fucking Tony Schiavone and Dave Crockett... Then I cannot get down. Um I... So... <laughs> there's like... Fucking... Corey Hollis throws the entire toilet at him. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about that. Um... Uh, <laughs>
1: He just throws the toilet at him. He picks
2: up a whole toilet. Now, I don't know how th- much that weighs. Do you Have Have you ever picked up a whole toilet?
1: I have not tried to. My toilet I'm gonna is... I'm going to go
2: try it here in a minute, because I'm going to have to take a piss. I'm going to take a little break after this match. And I'm going to try to rip the toilet out of the floor. And I'll let you know how it goes. The
1: One time the... Um, the toilet roll holder... On, in my bathroom okay. it just fell off
2: was it you know mounted I mean? to the wall
1: yeah it was mounted to the wall and it okay. was ceramic and that thing was okay. I mean I'm i am a little weakling of course but that thing is like heavy as shit and that was like a tenth of that
0: Okay, I sure. don't know
1: I mean it doesn't get like a it's not like it's seen a uh, heave in the stairs at uh, Bray Wyatt but it's still a <laughs> toilet that he just like on the trot picks up and tries to kill Slim Jay with basically killed your old jeremy boyd here with and it's fucking great
2: yeah it would have killed him i throw i think um god it uh call back to the the classic film the boondock saints i believe that everybody loves right big resurgence for boondock saints fans um i'm pretty sure there's a scene in that where they throw a toilet onto a guy's head is that right you've seen the film right
1: yeah i have it's it's a classic of a kind sure um what's his name
2: troy duffy he's a he's a nice duffy, guy
1: um, <laughs> he's, he's a wonderful person <laughs> uh, somehow now though it's it rules that of the oh, shit, well, i can't think of the name of the documentary you've seen that right
2: yeah i don't know the name of it either though I can't i've seen it it, it, it doesn't matter now, people know what we're actually, talking about like, the
1: actual uh vi- like he's the villain in that but like the antagonist to him is fucking harvey weinstein <laughs> So it's like you know what actually
2: comparatively, I mean he's
1: all, he's not that bad. He just couldn't. He was just a shitty director and a guy who tried to who got Harvey Weinstein to buy him a bar. Yeah, to his brother. <laughs> <Mitch>. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. He,
1: he was that man was truly shipping up to Boston.
2: It... <laughs> Amazing. Um, uh, God damn. Okay. Um, there's a what there's else a do we spot talk about? That,
1: uh, this match, Slim J pulls out a shank.
2: Okay, he's he yeah, pulls a
1: shank out. Uh, from the so ball.
2: I have it written I as a shiv, but it's I a shiv. Okay, it's a say, so it's a the say, shiv yeah. is the. Uh, all right, so shiv is the noun; it's the object. Shank is what you do with the shiv. I think
1: that's true. I think that's. I don't think. Yeah, that's, I don't mean that's to that's correct you.
2: Book. I don't want to correct you because you might be right and I might be wrong. But in my and I and I'm not an expert. I haven't been to prison. Okay,
1: um, have you been to prison? I haven't been to prison. So neither My dad went knows. to prison. He was arrested for murder once. But he Hell was yeah. I mean, he not, was not innocent. Really. Well, I don't know that he was innocent. My mom lied about the alibi. Okay. But she didn't think he did it. And I a, don't. Tr-
2: a true ride-or-die bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what well, do I have to lose? They're both dead.
2: Right. No, I feel you. I'm right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, statute of limitations. Um, no, uh, fuck. I I don't think we need to discuss this really a whole lot more... I think it's, I mean, if you haven't watched fucking Yard Call, that's Y-A-R-D space C-A-L-L. Um, you can't look it up because I've got it as an unlisted video on my on my YouTube Burner account. But if you want to see it, I'll put it on the playlist. Um, I think uh, it's really important to note that it has a wall-run springboard kick reminiscent of Anthony Pettis versus Benson Henderson. <laughs>
1: It's fucking. I mean, Slim J is such a fucking good athlete. He's he's such so he's so good. Uh, our friend Eric, uh, Mom, uh, right? Tadasuke of uh, Segunda sure. Kaeda to Phil's Daisuke Harada. Sure, that's uh, that's a reference, kind of. Who is uh?
2: uh, uh that... Who's the other one? What's the Herrada Hirata... Uh Katoge. Who's Katoge?
1: <laughs> K- no, in Rattel's
2: Oh it's, I'm talking uh, I'm just uh, hey look. You might be talking about Rattels. I'm talking about the Osaka pro men who went over to Noah who, oh, who yeah. took that brave voyage.
1: Mo uh, what was this? Momo tag. They had a bad, they were the Peach Boys. Okay. Uh, that was Harada and Kodige. Yeah. Uh huh, yeah. I don't know that, that it's pronounced Kodige, but I'm gonna call him it's, it's
2: gay, it's Kodo gay, which I say Codo that gay. I say gay because it's a call back to the first episode. Feels like I'm getting away with something. Uh-huh all right
1: <laughs> and now he has a cape and he uh is sad he should just ha- he because he just froze i don't know they made Broken him um, code again? they made him into they made him into their version of uh early 2018 late 2017 Horomu where it's just like he special needs is his gimmick
2: i'm gonna like, hey look up? i'm gonna i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna do a fucking controversial take here and I'm gonna go ahead and say I don't watch that shit because when I like when I when I watch people kick each other in the face repeatedly, I like there to be some sort of fucking storytelling attached. And I think Noah sucks. All right, I don't. I'm, I, not, I'm not down, not down with the voyage anymore. Uh,
1: it seemed like they had an idea, like they were going to be like, hey, we're just. Battle arts, but nobody's really a shooter. They just kick each other, and mm. every match is going to be like 10 minutes long, and Fuck it's going to that. end That's fucking. No, that sounds fine. That's not great. Not perfect, but that's. And now you get these. You, you know what that, that sounds like to 30 me? 30 that sounds like Evolve. Evolve. It does. It sounds like the way of the Bushido Warrior Davey Richards That's you're right. not wrong and Keno kind of is that and they I had like Eddie this.
2: Edwards as a champion that shit is evolve. it sucks
1: uh, I like Shizaki, but yeah, he's he's great. Actu- he can actually wrestle he's a uh, descendant like, of I the like,
2: true all Japan guys he's a yeah. for real guy he's a legit motherfucker
1: I saw him in the global league there was a 10 minute sprint with him and big Kazusada Higuchi and hell yeah like, I should watch that it, they chop the shit out of each other and and then go is like working the like the bloody chest like he starts headbutting it directly and like he's literally he is working the the fact that he just he and Higuchi yeah. just carved each other up and it's like this is actually good I'm nodding not, my I head it like, sounds I good wish, I like Shigure's what he does i don't like the fact i don't like his matches as much as what he does no
2: they're all 30 just, minutes long they're too fucking long guy can't he's hitting people 75 times he can't work he can't uh, work he just kicks hard he can't fucking work can yeah, we agree I, with that is that the uh, all right there you go heard it here first heard it here mm. Woo! whoo heard it here first the official wrestling is gross take on uh on uh, takashi Sugiyara. he cannot
1: fucking work
2: uh um all right no, no, that's the yard call,
1: right? That's the yard call um <laughs> it also ends it has a good it has a weirdly anticlimactic end no. but it also is like how the hell it's it's not it's anticlimactic only in the sense of how in the hell could this match possibly end yeah you know, it's, it's like a plane should crash into the building or something. Well, I don't know how this match should end, right? No,
2: so that's the thing, is you've been, I mean, not you, but you, the greater wrestling fan, you know, the royal you, has been yes, has been tricked into believing that a long-running feud should end in a match where there are many near-falls, many kickouts, outs um, and a struggle towards a, a big finish, a big blow-off, um... I don't think there's any pinfalls in this match. I don't think there's any even attempts to finish this match. No. It, and it ends in a submission and a referee stoppage, which is how a match like this should end and how a That's feud cool. like this should end.
1: Oh, it's it's, per, it's a perfectly acceptable. It's only because it's like there's no way to Okay, firstly, it's not a particularly great choke. I hate to say it. It's not Oh, like I think great. it's cool.
2: It's like a standing it STF. It looks
1: good. It looks good though. You're right cuz he does there's leg hook it, it looks yeah. better second time around but it's not like the tightest like arm triangle have you have you only watched match. this
2: match twice i've watched it four times now
1: i've watched it three times but i watched very it like, short. recently time <laughs> it is yeah but um i just wanted to like say like it's only anticlimactic because at the same time it's like it's anticlimactic because it doesn't it's just like the one which is fine when you think about it but also just because it's like how could this match end Right, and it's like there is no way for this match to end beyond just one of them dies. It's like, well, one of them just got choked out. And when you think about it, it's like if this is a prison thing, someone getting choked the fuck out is the most appropriate prison ending. If someone isn't literally, if the shiv is going to get, Corey Hollis picks it up and then just throws it away, which that's a that was a fool's move. You should have stabbed him in the kidneys with it.
2: He was too much of a bitch, and that's the story
1: here. Yeah. Uh, That's why he didn't get
2: fucking. That's why he didn't get an indie run. That's why he didn't. You know, if he if he wanted to, if if Corey Hollis wasn't a bitch, if he wanted a fucking run, a capital R run, he would have shot on Adam Cole on that episode of ROH TV. And he would have fucking got the W, baby. And he would have gone on to face Elgin in a fucking forty-five minute shitty ass match and won the title after he also shot on Elgin, who is also a bitch. And that's that's what Corey Hollis should have done. Uh, but here he is, getting his ass kicked in the yard. Call.
1: No Bushido, no Bushido at all. No,
2: nope, he's too short for it. <laughs> All right. Um, so that's the yard call. Um, are we good with the yard call? Or are we.
1: I feel like we're we're good with the yard call. Um, it's good. It's Close really good. Close the book. Good. Yeah,
2: watch it. It's less than ten it's, minutes. The entire clip so is fifteen. Good. Um. All right. So uh, I think we're going to take a very short break. Um. We talked about perhaps uh, recording the second half of this on a different day, but I'm feeling the energy after talking about the yard call, so I'd like to like to keep going. Uh, Are you? You're up. All right. I'm up. I'm gonna go take a big piss, and I'm gonna get a very weak drink of alcohol, uh, because I can feel it. You know, I feel the fear, and I like it, um, but I don't need too much more of it. Um, So, yeah. You you want to do a little break, and we come back. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna
1: uh, go eat some Korean candy. You're gonna
2: eat Korean candy during the break. Yes. Hell yeah. Okay. If you weren't there I was going to start playing the haskins promo a
1: riled up fight haskins talks about 20 minutes in hell
2: that's right <laughs> a riled up fight' Ooh, say it again you, you hit me again
1: a riled up fight haskins calls out 20 <laughs> minutes in hell why wasn't it 30 minutes <laughs>
0: I
2: don't know. Uh, six seconds in hell. Six um, seconds in yeah, hell. right. The That's tw- all. These are the twenty-minute bitches we've got from July seventh, two thousand and eighteen, from Vicious Outcast Wrestling. Is that the name of this promotion? Is that yes. right? Yes. We Vicious have
1: Outcast Wrestling.
2: I'm going to try to name the participants. We have Mason Cutter, Devin Cutter, the Hooligans, and their younger brother Neil Diamond Cutter. Versus Aiden Blackheart, Satu Jin, and. Oh, of course, Jake Garvin. I, I, like, I was like, who's the sixth guy? Jake Garvin. He's the best guy in the fucking match. This yes. is 20 minutes in hell. So, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and give a little background. It's supposed to be, I believe, Neil Diamond Cutter and Aiden Blackheart versus Jake Garden and Satu Jin, uh, also known as Majin Beef as a team. Um, but it, from the looks of it, Aiden Blackheart grows tired quickly of Neil singing "Sweet Caroline," a terrible song, with members of the crowd, and just starts kicking his partner's ass. Um, and then the hooligans run in and say they're the only ones who kicked who gets to, who gets to kick their little brother's ass, and they turn this into a six-man now. The audio was bad. I had it turned down low because my very small son, my seven-week-old son, was sitting here uh, while I watched this today. Rewatched this. Um, is that is that how you interpreted the goings-on of the opening minutes of this file?
1: Um. Basically, though, it was actually. Um, it's. It was supposed to be. Uh, Aiden Blackheart and Neil Diamond Cutter versus uh, the Hooligans versus the other Cutters. Oh, and okay. And then he okay, calls three. in okay. Majin Beef, Shot I don't know why. I don't. It is Shot but there's no H, which, you know what? I'm fine with that.
2: Okay. I'm going to have, have to train myself to say Shot
1: Yeah. And Big Beef, Jake Garvin. Mm-hmm. And he call And yeah, he does. He just gets fucking sick of Sweet Caroline. And I wrote that down in my notes, too. I think he absolutely just like said no. I'm done with this shit. And it's justified. Just, yes, acceptable, totally understandable.
2: Absolutely terrible fucking song that has been made a thing because of the fucking Boston Red Sox. I guess. Um. Anyways, uh, there's
1: some good Neil Diamond songs to be to be on um, for the record. What? No, what the secret, dude? There are okay. fucking. You know the song from uh. You've seen Pulp Fiction. Correct? I have,
2: girl. You'll be a woman soon.
1: Yeah, that's the fucking Urger of a call of her, which isn't as good.
0: That, I swear, that's
1: a good song. There's a Johnny Cash for. That song Southern is fucking
2: men. gross.
1: <laughs> it is gross. It fucking rules though. A uh, Solitary Man, that's a fucking good song. Alright, let's know. talk about Girl like- You'll
2: Be a Woman soon, okay? Because that song is about a fucking pedophile, first of all. Now have <laughs> you ever heard the uh the Gary Puckett and the Union Gap song? Um what the fuck is it called? Is it Gary Puckett? <sighs> Gary Puckett. I and did the
1: Union Gap. I don't know I don't And the
2: Union G- Gap and it's called. I haven't heard
1: the song that I will say, but I know. I know what you're. It's trying. called Young
2: Girl. It's called Young Girl, um, and the lyrics are very questionable. Um, and I think Max and Chris will probably remember this has been talked about on uh, on the best show numerous times. I'm not sure if they if their history with this show goes back that far, um, but it is straight up about a guy who's like um, he's met this girl, and he realizes that she's younger than the age of consent. And the lyrics go something like, Young girl, get out of my heart. Loving you is tearing me apart or something. Get out of here before I have the time to change my mind because I'm afraid we'll go too far. Or so, It's like, it's crazy. It's fucking nuts. And so, girl, you'll be a woman soon is the same. It's grooming, and I'm not down. Um, This is a woke podcast.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, do I... Do I think that, uh, Histoire de Melody Nelson is objectively good? Yes. Mm, fuck it's that Sir shit, G- too. G- G-
2: fuck Serge Gainsbourg.
1: Is he fucking creepy as shit? Oh, well, oh, yeah, dude. Well, I, got... I think that song Did is he... just,
2: it sounds bad, too.
1: I don't know. I, I like all that fucking old bullshit. I like fucking... I... Jacques Brel and all that. That you know. That's a, what the fuck is the name of that song? I can't think. Of the, next. That song. Yeah, so I know. yeah, sure. I love uh, the Alex Harvey band version of that, and that's the most problematic sure. one. And that's a song about a uh, boy rape. And yep. Yep. That ain't good, but it, well, it could have <laughs> I to said I didn't sense. want to
2: say the word rape on this
1: podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Twenty <laughs> minutes in hell.
1: 20 minutes in hell,
2: baby. Um, man. Um, so, all right. 20 minutes in hell is basically a match where there's 20 minutes counting down on a basketball gym scoreboard. Uh, cause they're in a basketball gym. Also, our, dear, touch. Friend, our, our dear friend denim is somewhere in the crowd. I was trying to spot him, but, uh, uh, I don't know what, what, I don't know what that, I don't, I have no idea what they look like. Um, so it's just like, is that denim? Is that denim? Um, I was looking for a person in jeans. That's, I just assume. Um,
1: Commit to the brand, yeah.
2: That's right. Um, so first twenty minutes, there's no pinfalls or submissions that will count until that time expires. Um, so not unlike war games, right? Um, except there's no staggered, excuse me, staggered entrances. Um, there's barbed wire wrapped around the ropes on two sides. I'm getting so excited just talking about this. I love this match so much. Um,
1: the ring is cluttered with shit. And there's, there's so many good <laughs> bizarre weapons.
2: It's a ton of like loose light tubes, and then there's like a bunch of trash that looks like Utz cheese balls in
1: the ring. Yes. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's um, there's
2: tires and like some hay bales wrapped in barbed wire. What the fuck is going on in the first few minutes of this? Is what I think. I I, I don't. I, I this is the most west virginia fucking shit of course vicious outcast wrestling a promotion that is in it's currently head, headquartered in shiniston is that right uh,
1: shiniston shinston something like that look it up it sounds very it sounds very seedy
2: yeah at
1: um, the um
2: at oh, it's fox's gross. pizza den fox's pizza den that's right yes. um Uh, Yeah, shit It's a It's a population of 2,201 people. Um, Great. That sounds... And they're all at the show. Um, Yeah, this is a six-man tag. Um, The hooligans always wrestle barefooted, um, right? They're wearing quite a bit of tape on their feet in this, so you know some shit is going to be crazy. Um, Satu Jin is a weird fucking mixed race guy I, it's like it's like he's like he's one of he's a he's a strangely ethnic sort is what he's i'll say
1: very <laughs> oriental and i mean that in a very large <laughs> sounding way I, like is he mongolian is he um a pacific islander
0: a classic is he, oriental
1: <laughs> yes is he turkish
2: okay is so some this is the, this care. is the chance i'll have to read this um this is the the, the Satu Jin facebook slash twitter post that i've read a few times or that i've pasted a few times in different places um this is a Satu Jin a Satu jin post uh he says, I didn't grow up watching WWE, so that dream of main-eventing WrestleMania just doesn't exist for me. I got in the business to be an anime. More specifically, Dragon Ball character brought to life. So far, so good, and I'm just getting started. And l- uh, folks, let me tell you that Shatujin in a fucking nutshell. Because he is he is an anime. More specifically, Dragon Ball character brought to life. He is, I, I love him. He's gross. I love him. Do you have any thoughts on Shatu Jen before we move on to Jake Garvin?
1: <laughs> to add to the uh, to the two primary hooligans, he is also barefoot. Half of the people, half of the men in this right. match are barefoot. Sign of quality.
2: Right. Yeah, no, yeah, that's... He's
1: got, like the, like, the wraps or something. It's... it's I don't still... know. His whole list... His aesthetic is great. I don't know what the hell it is, but it's it's good. It works for him. Uh, it's it's Yokozuna-ish.
2: Sure. Kind of. Well, so his partner is Jake Garvin. Um, not an official member of the Garvin family if I'm not mistaken, but I could be wrong about that. He could be a, you know, an illegitimate son of Jimmy cuz Lord knows there's a lot of them out there. Um Jay Garvin is an insane big man, probably two seventy five, two eighty. He's like he's probably he. I think if I stood next to him, we would be about the same exact uh, physique, um, except he is a crazy person. <laughs> he does like homicide, homicide style flipping through a seat through the ropes, um, which by the way we'll get to that in a minute. But he does shit like that, um, and he makes crazy faces, which again we'll get to that. <laughs> because <laughs> but Jake Garvin and Shatu Jin uh, wrestle as a team known as Majin Beef, which is of course a reference to the Dragon Ball Z character Majin Buu and the uh the cow uh meat beef.
1: <laughs> Big Beef Jake Garvin
2: and Majin Satu, I guess. I put them together. Majin,
1: Majin Buu and Big Beef. You just you portman too.
2: There you go. There yeah. you go. That's uh, and it doesn't my get favorite, much better than that. My
1: favorite uh, roster member from uh, the Global Wrestling Federation, Alex
2: Portmanteau.
1: <laughs> Is that a real thing? No, Alex Porto. The... Alex Portmanteau,
2: though. Okay, I've, so I've seen that name. I've when you said that, I was like, that sounds he, yeah, right.
1: And now he runs all of. Now he's like the kingpin of um the the Florida Shindy. Uh, wrestling school scene. It seems okay. like ACW
2: it's, proving ground.
1: Yeah, and that kind of stuff, and like uh, pro wrestling 2.0, and okay. all these weird ass, yeah. lot, <laughs> oh, oh, very seedy. I but, bet.
2: I bet there is a uh, series of matches that he has had with Cotto Brazil, aka Snoop Strikes, that are easy uh, three and a quarter uh, semi masterpieces, uh, great velocity matches in their own right. Um, but this. is the most grimy West Virginia shit. Um, it's reminiscent of the dirtiest IWA deep South hepatitis shows. Uh, but except it's good, except the work is really good. It's not uh, a spider Boudreau doing fucking bad hip tosses. This is fucking
1: good. This is a fucking war movie. I said that about, you know, um, Terry Funk at sushi. is like a war movie. That sure. This is like a war movie. The whole thing. It's, just chaotic. Yeah. Um, and let's when... let's
2: what's the analogy there? If if uh funk versus uh versus uh Onita is Platoon, then what what is this? Uh is it is it the John Woo film Bullet in the Head where the the guys from Hong Kong go to go to Vietnam and get like captured? No? Alright, well
1: <laughs> I was gonna go I was trying to say I was going to go it's, – it, it, it's like, you know, it's kind of like one of those – what the hell is it? Oh, shit. I can't think of the name of the guy. You know what? Hmm. Let's, let's move on.
2: I, <laughs> it's uh, like okay. Bullet in the Head, the John Woo film. Just trust me it's on this. Fine. Bullet in the Head is a, uh, an homage to the Deer Hunter. It's basically what if the Deer Hunter had uh, shootouts, like John Woo shootouts. And the Deer Hunter, terrible film absolutely fucking garbage movie uh michael semino one of the worst directors of all time Year of the dragons okay michael semino sucks um john woo one of the best directors of all time bullet in the head is a movie um that is a direct copy of the deer hunter except with guys flying through the air with two pistols and let me tell you 20 minutes in hell the hooligans and Neil Diamond Cutter versus Aiden Blackheart, Shatsu Jin, and Jake Garvin from Vicious Outcast Wrestling, July 7th, 2018, is John Woo. Two guys jumping through the fucking air, firing pistols. That's what this match is. It is
1: electric. Fucking to- <laughs> does the, I mean, big beef Jake Garvin. He does that super tope. Tope uh, takes out the fucking shitty plastic uh, (laughs) guardrail.
2: Hits that woman in the leg. Her husband looks concerned. But, look, those two people, those those two fans in the front row, they could have died. At the very least, they could have broken legs. It is their responsibility to get out of the way. Because you look at that section when he does that fucking flipping Tope and just takes out that guardrail and all the chairs behind it. There's nobody else sitting there. Why are those two people still there? Right? Come on.
1: <laughs> Self-preservation is the name of the game. Right.
2: At, at, at a certain point in this match, I spy a disabled person in the crowd in a wheelchair. Um, and I'm reminded of the time um, at the Nick Gage Invitational uh, just a few months back in the suburb of Chicago When in the main event, which was Kodaka, Takeda, Marcus Crane, and Nick Gage in a four-way match with 5,000 light tubes, a man in a wheelchair sitting about eight feet in front of me, uh, a a piece of a light bulb flies into the crowd, and everyone around him scatters, and it lands right on the top of his head. And he doesn't react immediately. You can tell it takes a second for it to process that he just got hit in the head with glass. And he's a man in a wheelchair and he couldn't get out of the way. And I don't want to s- look, don't, don't, mm, this is going to sound rough. Do not bring someone like that to one of these shows if you're not going to take care of them. This is not on them, this is on whoever is in control of that wheelchair. We all know that Mason Cutter isn't going to slow down his crowd brawling just because he sees a person in the crowd with cerebral palsy. That doesn't make him ableist either, okay? He is driven by blood, and he needs people to get the fuck out of the way. And the ring announcer should be telling people. Just like in Big Japan, I assume, whenever they start crowd brawling, you hear mm-hmm. someone on the, on the on the speaker start to say, "Uh, you know, get out of the way, get out of the way. This is not the responsibility of the talent. Um, do, do the promoters hold responsibility? Like, what is your what is your what are your thoughts on crowd brawling and getting out of the way?
1: I think it's a okay. So I'm thinking of um, it's basically a if you're going to a, uh, say a vicious outcast wrestling or game changer wrestling, I expect that. I would hope for it. I would root for it. I would I would or you know you're going to like you know like a um an arena lopez mateo show or something mm-hmm. like and you know you're going to give LA Park your beer to front ruche. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what you fucking want to do, right?
2: Right. You I you can know. assume Some that Toxine I mean, is going to launch glass into the fucking crowd.
1: It, there's a splash zone. You've seen like when big uh, big Japan run like like, they can't run um, Sumo Hall with, like, the light tubes because right. too fucking, the fans are too close. So, like, when they do, like, Yokohama bunka, like, the Splash Zone, like, they're, like, 20 feet away.
2: Right, right, right.
1: But there's like, a huge fucking, compared to, like, with NOAA or All Japan or whomever else runs there. They're and, sacrificing
2: like, ticket sales. So that they can keep the safety of their fans, there's an extra row of seats they could have had there if they weren't using glass, but they have to use glass because it's important.
1: yes, I don't I mean like in the case of um you know this disabled individual in the wheelchair uh you know wheel his ass all the way, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I don't want that, – that ain't his fault. How the fuck is he – especially like – was this like, like – like if he's supposed – if it's like a – if he's a paraplegic, that's really fucking hard to start doing that yourself. <laughs> <laughs> just start – especially backwards. I can't imagine that. That's no. horrifying. No, that's Moving motor functions bit, even you
2: and I don't really – like you think about a, that. I'm doing it right shield. now. I'm trying to – it's a yeah. Give, Marcus Crane should give them the their his riot shield.
1: That would be fucking sick. Imagine going to and just you'd be like yeah. Mar- a Marcus human Crane tank. is woke now. I'm more. I'm more <laughs> like the the deaf fan who goes and is a fucking mech. Yeah. And
2: <laughs> the referee from uh, from that Onita and Funk match, <laughs> just dressed oh. up in a suit of armor. Um. um. Yeah, so I think if I think that's if important. If you're disabled
1: and uh you want to go to a wrestling show, you should fucking do it. Yeah. You should go the hell out of it. Most definitely. Uh, it, but also, um if you're a fan and you like how, you're like there someone who um is disabled or is just a stupid person. Someone who doesn't have any fucking judgment. Maybe yes. they have Like that guy's shot. wife. That stupid <laughs> <laughs> The guy who, 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 what are you talking about? Uh, the guy who said you're gonna fuck his mouth. Uh,
2: that's a different story. Oh no, 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 that's something else. Uh, I, and that could be love, any number I just of love different that story,
1: people. Though it's
2: a good one. Um, no. Um, okay. That was uh, AAW. Yeah, I don't. So that guy is probably gonna listen to this podcast at some point. <laughs> he was at the Nick Cage Invitational, also. Um, uh, I, I, I was, I was mean to him but he was mean to me first and i told him i was gonna fuck his mouth uh while his girlfriend watched um and i feel bad about that because it didn't have to go that far and i should not have been that drunk before intermission at a fucking aaw lasalle show um with that said i I, you know he fucking asked for it um 20 minutes in hell I think this is a crowd where nobody would have turned around and tried to tell me to shut the fuck up, um, because I would have been screaming and throw and, th- and handing the fucking participants more light tubes. Now let me ask you this: Japanese light tubes, Mexican light tubes, American light tubes, are they all the same? Because they don't seem the same. Japanese yeah. tables, of course, but like that's a legendary thing. But what is? There seems to be a disparity in the way these things break.
1: Okay, so this was brought up. This is reference to our favorite that we've seen half a match of. Our favorite promotion,
2: okay, Gorky
1: Championship Wrestling, that they were using (laughs) tubes that weren't burnt out.
0: Mm. And
1: I wonder. I don't know though because they're like they're fucking just bat boxes of fresh tubes. I wonder, I mean, I think there's definitely a composition question, and certainly not all light tubes, are, like, I mean... No. Know, no, there's, like, you can get different kinds of fluorescent light tubes.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. Does a Philips brand tube break, um, is it, does it break less often than a generic, like a sunbeam or whatever?
1: Is um, there a, is there, for the amount of spooky dust inside of it, is there special... Is it mm-hmm. can is it constructed in a certain way? Is the glass blown right. in such a way? <laughs> I don't does know. diameter
2: matter? Like, are, are there different like gauges? You know what I mean? Like, there's so many questions that I have about this stuff that I really. There's did, a, like, because
1: ha- there is it, there is a ton of like very rarely uh, does something not break in a Japanese match there's
0: mm-hmm. right.
1: like. Like, Takeda will give, like, the, uh, which he does, I don't think he, he, I think he gave that up. The The dragon suplex with the tube behind, which is so raw, but it's just a stupid idea. And I, he, almost good when it works. And never, yeah, but uh, people are never breaking, like, tubes break, like, half time. Right. On, like, if someone tries a move, and, like, that Alex Cologne-Scotty vortex match we talked about, or I don't think they got, they got, like, two tubes to break. In the yeah. whole match, and they were right. trying stuff. Both of those guys are kind, are solid, or like have solid technique. They couldn't fucking get anything to work. Cologne and is great.
2: Wh- Cologne is fantastic.
1: Oh, he's really yeah. He's hit, and he is the he is going to be the first uh, great non-white uh, deaf match guy in the U.S. <laughs> wow, cool. Uh, yeah, well, I'll tell you a little story good. about. Uh, I'll that's tell a, a, a very
2: short story about Alex Cologne. At the Nick Gage Invitational after his match with uh with Takeda, uh I am in the bathroom taking my fifth piss because I've drank so much fucking shitty beer. Um, and it's not even halfway through the first like first segment before the intermission. Um this is right after Takeda and Cologne, which I fucking love that match. I, I have it down to the best match I've ever seen live, actually. Um amazing um i'm in the bathroom and there's nobody else in there and i'm taking a piss and who comes in but alex cologne and he is covered in little cuts all over his chest i haven't told the story he's covered in fuck it just and he's he's not bleeding but he's walking slowly like a man who who is afraid to move an inch because because he might just burst into fucking flames and i say to him Hey, man, that was fucking beautiful, what you did out there. And he said, (laughs) and this is all he said to me, he said, That was fucking crazy, is what that was. And I said, Thank you for doing that. And then I washed my hands, and I left the room, because he needed to have some privacy. (laughs)
1: He just got his ass, he just got fucking... He just got whooped with a tree branch for fucking first. Ball. He
2: didn't get whooped. He did the tree branch whooping. You're all right. right I watched that match four fucking times. All right. You're right,
1: but uh, I mean I, I, that's such a that, that's that's a momentous uh, occasion. A tree branch and the, like tons of fucking glass. I mean, uh, Takeda doing the scent, the swanton to the fucking floor mm, through the, the pain. Yeah, he
2: have, that's the the, the so from scary. from Jun Kasai match that he did like a week before. Um, he did it again, but in Chicago Ridge or Villa Park. I forget what town. Villa ta- Park, yeah. Forget what, Park. I, I drove there. I don't remember what town it was. Uh, Google Maps. Shout out to Google Maps. Um, no, I've Shut- got a couple of other stories. of i I rented a Scotty Vortex while his girlfriend was picking glass out of him at that show in the same bathroom a few matches prior. Um, I also uh, took a piss in the urinal next to Nate Webb. Um, when I said, Hey, Nate Webb, um, remember last, remember earlier this month when I carried you on my back during teenage shirt bag at AAW and he was like, Oh, Hey man. And I was like, um, Hey, uh, remember you're not in a death match tonight, so you don't need to go that hard. And then he took like a reverse Rana through a fucking door. So (laughs) he clearly didn't take the, he didn't get the message. Um, that's that, that show's one of the greatest nights of my life. I don't want to get too far away from 20 Minutes in Hell, but Nick Gage Invitational 3 is one of the best... one probably the best wrestling show I've ever been to. But 20 Minutes in Hell... We should have brought Denim on. We really should have. Yeah. I feel bad, because I, I, we'll get him on and he can talk about another match if he's got something that he wants to talk about, but this is special, and he was there for it. There's
1: like, a lot going on there. Let's talk about the let's talk about the bar fight. Okay,
2: Uh, uh, let's see. I I I, I have a I I have some notes before that that are uh, we should talk about the match where Jake Garvin beats up Dakota Bostock. But
1: I wanted to talk about uh, Dakota Bostock. (laughs) Yes, I wanted to (laughs) to get I want to get Jake Garvin on the on the show and say, right, man, we'll talk about that match. We did that. That was so good.
2: I think we could get Jake Garvin on the show. Uh so we we'll <laughs> will love to do this. Yeah, we'll save Dakota Bostock. Um, uh, let's see here. I'll scroll through. There's a spot where Aiden... Let's see here. All right. Satu Jin grabs Neil's arm and starts hitting one of the other cutters with it, uh, saying, Why are you hitting your brother or something? fucking
1: bizarre spot great though yeah
2: and then Devin Devin or Mason whichever one grabs a tube and just one of the many loose tubes just smashes it over Sajajin's face Uh, then right after that Aiden Blackheart hits Neil with a tube over the back that Neil clearly didn't see coming Um, he was like looking outside the ring and had no idea somebody was about to hit him with a tube and you can tell that right afterwards he's like looking at Aiden Blackheart and he's like what the fuck man because the blood starts flowing really hard, and I started wondering about, like, um, like tensing up your back to get ready for that kind of shot. Because usually, if you're taking even just a regular strike, if you're taking a fucking knife-edge chop, you are prepared for it, you know? You're getting your chest ready to take that impact. Taking a light tube over the back when you're just trying to fucking chill? Can you fucking imagine? Um Anyways, that's we're reaching like peak unprofessionalism in this match. Uh, then they introduce a new fucking weapon: a wood pallet with cut open half cans of soda. Glued I want to, to talk it. about
1: this. Um, okay. So, okay. Yeah. So we we have um, watching death matches. You do you have like specific weapons you see and you think like oh fuck? Um. Like, like I mean, a little I, bit. <laughs> like you get that extra feeling. Like someone's gonna. I was watching a uh, match from the Big Japan Tag League uh, from last year where there, it was uh, Kiyo Megami and Masaya Takahashi versus the, bloody, uh, the Muddy Brothers, uh, Minoru Fujita and Kankuro Hoshino. And there was just a bucket of gravel, and I thought, this is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever oh, seen in my life. Oh, no. It was <laughs> I so, haven't seen that. I was like, oh, there's nothing good's going to happen. I see a soda can and anything. And I remember this time when I was 11, Mm-hmm. and i was okay. like a summer and i was just very unsupervised it was actually in my room so i mean why would i be supervised and i was just like cutting up a soda can of scissors because <laughs> i thought it was fun it was fun until i cut the shit out of myself and after bleeding everyone i was you ever get like that i could never be because i get that feeling in your brain it's like a it's like you feel it in your brain like the metal in your brain oh sure and that's wherever i see the that is what it's like. It's happens. like sandpaper. Yeah. Yeah. That's whenever I see the soda can. Oh and no. You can How the hell are you gonna? You can't land well on those. Was, don't. They it's, bend, <laughs> apparently, but they don't give really. No. They, they're not going to stop being sharp. They're going to just.
2: The structural integrity of a soda can is highly sound. They're made to be stacked in packages of 24 on top of each other up to 12 feet high. That 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 is deliberate, and a fucking person's skin was not supposed to be laid against them, much less the sharpened edge of one that's been cut in half by a fucking adolescent. So, yeah, what you just said made my skin crawl.
1: It wasn't, it wasn't good. I was also watching um, the show about uh, Robert Evans on Comedy Central at the time. So it was even okay. worse. Okay. You remember that? That was No,
2: I don't. But Robert Evans dude, is the it, guy who wrote that book about Hollywood?
1: Yeah, and it was an animated I, I've show. I've heard
2: that audiobook. I've listened to that audiobook.
1: It was this animated show where he was like a superhero, of essentially?
2: I, okay, I vaguely remember this, but I never it saw it. It was
1: that. so... It was... Extremely cocaine. Mm -hmm. It was very. It's at like like that after like right like it'd been a few years after South Park had broken out, but it was like okay, every bad idea gets the floodgates. Okay, like like you know like the late nineties when like things would be weird on um like on like thing like (laughs) NBC would have animated shows because of The Simpsons finally, and they'd be like fucking weird. It was like that after Comedy Central, (laughs) and it'd just be like here's Robert Evans as a superhero with his. Uh, slashes in it. I never,
2: Slash. I never. Re-
1: <laughs> Kid Hollywood I think it was, was was fucking shitty. It wasn't good at all. Kid Notorious, something stupid. That I'll was do really a bad. Pirate
2: Bay search for that, and I'll, uh, I'll let you know so, how bad it is. Um, this
1: this podcast is gonna need a lot of editing, man. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we there's no edits here. There's one edit, which is in the middle when we go to take a piss and you go eat Korean candy. Um, I, I,
1: it's, a, it's a white grape flavor that I had. Muscat? Mm. What the fuck is muscat? I don't know.
2: It's a uh, it's a it's a prefix. Um, no. Um, okay. Um, bar fight was what we were going to talk about, and then I I had to I had to open those floodgates, and we could talk about Robert Evans, which I'm glad we did because I, that's a hell of a book. Um, we could do a whole podcast on that guy's book, um, the bar fight. Uh, the centerpiece? Would you call this the centerpiece of the contest?
1: Yes, this is sort of, instead of, you know, like the modern sort of pro-res match in Japan. I'm not going to do the pro I, I can't, I can't. I pro-res. res just... Robert.
2: That's him, yeah. <laughs>
1: anyway, uh, so you're well, saying the, like this is... Like a strike exchange. Okay. This is just like, what if we just beat the shit out of each We put a bunch of chairs, and this is the tough guy contest, and it fucking rules.
2: Right, and, and it has a lot of moving parts. Um, so they sit down the chairs, um, and they, they're they clearly... I, th- I think one of the cutters says, Do you all want a motherfucking bar fight? And then Satsu Jin rubs his balls, he sticks his hands in his tights and rubs his balls and makes Neil, uh, Neil Diamond Cutter smell his hand. (laughs) Um, then Jake, Jake Garvin is headbanging and making ridiculous faces, um, and he looks like he belongs in, like, an Alex Cox film. Yes. Um... And then they just start punching each other, and it is a six-way, necro-butcher-style bar fight spot. Um, Yeah, all the punches are sick as fuck. The hooligans are trash-talking, calling the other guys cocksuckers. Uh, (laughs) Jake Garvin continuously is headbanging and making faces uh, reminiscent of... uh, Have you seen Back to the Future 2?
1: (laughs) No, actually.
2: Okay, well, he looks like a member of... uh, Griff Tannen's gang in the 2015 sequences of Back to the Future 2 with the fucking faces he's making. Um, they, he's it is, animated. He, he is animated as hell. Um, he, he is
1: the Western animation to Shatujin's anime.
2: Right, definitely. Um, it is definitely the culmination of the uh, callback to season one Rick and Morty uh, style of of crazy crazy guy. Uh, from another dimension, face. Um, the sequence ends after you know. You know what? As as good as it is, and as like long as it is, they don't actually hit a bunch of punches because it's very uh, very gimmicky. They're all they're just playing it up. This is fucking playing to the cheap seats. It's badass. It's um, fucking rules.
1: It's it's, it's, and it's so such good. A, it's such a because this is, is the whole conceit. The whole gimmick is so. It's kind of the perfect thing for a uh, a modern death match, where there's just so many like you I like when like say I'm thinking of like Minoru Fujita and Takeda two super well trained wrestlers like them at, exchanging holds and stuff that's great if you're not that I don't want to fucking see that I want to just see you beat the shit out of each other and they be, and you know we get a great Jake Garvin dropkick to a seated uh, so that's where it
2: breaks down. So and then, yes, and then
1: they keep, and then they just reform the circle over a little twice.
2: bit by bit. Okay, so it does break down because one of the hooligans, the one who is sitting to the right of Jake Garvin, I'm going to try to lay out some imagery here. They're going in a counterclockwise motion, right, the entire time. Jake Garvin punches the hooligan to his right. Hooligan to the right punches Aiden Blackheart. Aiden Blackheart punches the other hooligan. That hooligan punches uh, uh, Satu Jin, Satu Jin punches Neil Diamond Cutter, Neil Diamond Cutter punches Jake Garvin, and around and around they go. And then finally, whichever one of the cutters, whichever one of the hooligans that was to the right of Jake Garvin, that was on the receiving end of the Jake Garvin punches, gets fed up with Jake Garvin and decides decides to break the counterclockwise motion. Just smacks Jake Garvin in the mouth. Just gives him a fucking fresh one, and Jake Garvin is just like, okay. And he stands up and he just drop kicks the guy. And we are we're done with this six way bar fight. And then yeah, then it becomes a four way bar fight briefly, and then it breaks down into a, just a fucking one on one fight. It's the best. It is probably my single favorite this in the the sequence that follows probably my favorite five minutes of any match in in uh in twenty eighteen um definitely in a death match but in this match just in 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 this match it 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 feels like it it could have occurred in a less grimy match but it wouldn't have it wouldn't have had the same punch pardon the pun um
1: it's... The Williams are so good in this match. All, all three that the babe, the baby. I mean, they are the baby faces theme. Uh, Yeah, Neil Diamond Cutter is like ha- has that weird famous moment of the match of the Prince of the Death matches match mm-hmm. against Moxley. Yeah, and sure. And like nothing else, but he's fucking amazing. He's fucking great in this match. He is a full like the spike dudley like you expect in this as like the like the, they are the modern moon dogs dudley sort of thing mm-hmm. sure. He's fucking go like hitting and lion salt with tubes and going all over the place and jumping like he hits like the osprey cutter out of fucking nowhere and it looks a <laughs> hundred times better than anything osprey's ever done in his goddamn worthless life yeah i haven't uh, seen
2: Neil diamond cutter in a while um this is really cool to see him come back um I do. I have. I you know. I don't want to devolve into uh, into naming spots, but I feel like it's necessary here. Right after the bar fight sequence, we get this sequence. Um, Satu-jen gets rock bottom into the soda cans by one of the hooligans. Uh, Aiden Blackheart then grabs one of the hooligans and butt stomps him through a stack of light tubes, Super Mario World style. Uh, then the other hooligan comes in and gives Aiden Blackheart a falcon arrow into a barbed wire hay bale that is propped up in the corner. Then that hooligan gets cytosuplexed into fucking light tubes by Jake Garvin, who is still making faces like he's one of the punks from the fucking Return of the Living Dead directed by uh, Dan O'Bannon or whatever. Um... <laughs> Is it directed by Dan O'Bannon? Written by, eh, I think it was directed by Dan O'Bannon. Um, then Neil comes in and does a, uh, I don't know, satellite head scissor into a fucking uh, uh, Russian leg sweep. Then grabs light tubes and sits them on top of him and does that cabrata uh, into Garvin, who and is it was hol-
1: fucking great. <laughs>
2: and it's worth noting that he does a perfect lion salt while springboarding off of a rope that is covered in barbed wire. Which is a thing that nobody does. Nobody tries to springboard off of a rope that's covered in fucking barbed wire. You easily catch your foot in that. And, you know, not only trip yourself and blow the spot, rip your fucking toe open. This this is some crazy shit. And all of that, all of that that I just said, everything post the breakdown of the bar fight up to that Cabrata onto light tubes happens in under 90 seconds. And it's timed really well because right when they finish that spot and the dust clears and they start to fucking brawl again, you hear the ring announcer come over because 20 minutes has expired and the match beyond has begun. What does the ring announcer say? Uh-huh. Do you Do you remember?
1: i don't remember i was he the intro i don't but i don't remember it's basically like that like it's pin, false count now
2: it, it is it, he asked to ring the bell again um yeah. he says he says 20 minutes in hell ring the fucking bell or something okay. like that um it, it leads into you know a pretty short finish um you get some more. Fuck! You get a double tombstone. You get a fucking.
1: That's some, the fusion driver. The fusion, fusion
2: driver. Okay.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, of uh, big beef and Shatujin. Oh, uh, that's so good. Yeah. But that's their with fusion. light tubes. It, fuck! I wish. Uh, we need to. We need. I, I miss Puma and Tiger are uh, together okay. already, and the fusion dance pose, okay. and uh, they, they. Now you can't. I don't, actually, I don't actually remember the last time somebody got, um, DQ'd for doing <laughs> a, um, fuck, what the hell, it's, it is 1am, what the hell is the name of it?
2: I, I, oh you've lost me. The,
1: the, the Spanish tombstone, the Lucha the, tombstone. The
2: Martinette?
1: Martinette? When was the last time somebody got DQ'd for doing a Martinette in CMLL?
2: Um, I mean, people do J-drillers and shit, so whatever. Fucking,
1: uh, Soberano <laughs> does the Fire Funder, which is yeah. literally just sit-out tombstone.
0: Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter And you get anymore. that,
1: and then you get the, but anyway, then the Neil, uh, the Aiden Blackheart, they put him onto the, t- the tires, they put Neil Diamond Cutter onto the tires, Right. And Aiden Blackheart comes off with the frog splash. A
2: D'Lo brown frog um, splash. splash. It was incredible. And just smushes those tires. Um, And then I guess the finish, right?
1: Hooligans yeah. put
2: gusset plates on Aiden's, uh, for lack of a better term, breasts.
1: Right, right on the bicep.
2: And then Pat. do a double violence party on him. Like, and
1: then... And they and then they do the train into the uh, corner, and he's done.
2: Cannonball into the tube sends it home. Fuck, man!
1: It was war. It was.
2: It's a tour de uh, force. This is a tour de
1: force. I re I did my re-rating for this. I'm gonna put this. Is like, you know what? This match is better than. This is better than the com bucket IWRG. Oh, guys. yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I, th- I like better. that match. This is like no.
1: top 20 no, out I... of the, the... 2,000 fucking matches I've watched this year.
2: Best death match of 2018. Look, I love Takeda. It might be. I loved I, Takeda versus Kadaka, Takeda versus Jin Kasai, that fucking uh, Endless Survivor match with uh, Kobayashi. None of that shit has this energy. This is this match is unique. This match feels old in a way that like that death matches don't ever feel anymore.
1: It um, feels like something that early 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 FMW or early sure. mid-south um where it's just six guys just go, and it there's structure. There's meaning to things. The beginning of it is so good. I mean, the setup is so stupid, but it's perfect. It's like nobody beat. It's, it's like nobody it's beat it's that sh- kind it's of thing. Just, it, it's a fan. I don't know. It's it's a per- it's, it's Tarzan
2: uh, Goto coming to the the aid of onita even though Onida is his sworn enemy. He must honor his comrade. It's and, it's exactly that. And throw
1: that. a chair at Dragon Master in his fucking sweatpants.
2: Right. And yeah. And, and that that cowboy boot is coming off. That sca- snake skin boot is coming off. And it's it's going to be a fucking war. Yeah. This is a tour de force. Um. I it's, I think it's the best ma- best best death match of 2018. I have it at my I have it as my ninth best match of the year, just below Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar. So. Uh, you don't get much of a fucking gap in style in that. Um, although you think about it, that match was also a fucking war. Um, I, I love this match. I love this match and I knew I would love it on a rewatch, but I was surprised. Yeah. Moments were popping me like I had not seen it before and I was losing it. And I fucking I I love this match. I could cry. It's an emotional. It's a fucking emotional experience. Uh,
1: thank you, our friend at Denim Assemblage, because we wouldn't. Yeah. Talk, I mean, for that, could we fucking would. That probably have no fucking clue this match happened.
2: Definitely. I mean, I mean, but that, look, that I, motherfucker was there. I watched VOW either way, but I would not have been watching out for this. Um.
1: Well, uh, I love. Also, I mean, this is this is such a good. This is such a good. This is the best promotion.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, they're not the best promotion in America, but they're up there. Um, I think on a on a grand scale, um, Game Changer and AIW are higher um in must see promotions. But I think with with Vicious Outcast Wrestling's volume um it's they don't do a lot of shows they do like six shows a year um they always hit really hard they don't have a ton of locals they bring in a lot of they just bring in like your you know your your usual your g ravers and john Wayne murdoch's um but there's an energy to that building there's a there's a um there's an aura and an atmosphere that you don't often get um game yeah, changer go ahead
1: it recaptures the best of that old IWA Mid-South. I mean, the IWA... Yeah, Clarksville. mid never had, like... But good, that sense of... It is the successor to that sense of, you know... I mean, IWA East Coast, it is literally, essentially, the successor to that. And it's better than that, even was. So, I
2: never watched it. it. I've seen, like, I've seen, one match.
1: Well, I've seen some. I mean, Pondo brought in Togo... And that's yeah, bizarre. that's the match I've
2: seen. I've seen It's the only match I've seen <laughs> match is Togo versus Hero. That
1: match rules.
2: Yeah, it's great, but it's not gross, so we'll never talk about oh. it. But we will get to Idaho East Coast at some point. Um, can we close the book on uh, 20 Minutes in Hell? We spent 45 minutes talking about 20 Minutes in Hell, but it's worth it because that match is beautiful.
1: 20 Minutes in Hell, ring the fucking bell.
2: There you go. All right. From November of... 16th 2018 our main event tonight
1: what else could be the main event Nick Gage versus
2: is this right David Arquette
1: David Arquette Mr. the former Mr. Courtney Cox (laughs)
2: the cocaine (laughs) David
1: Arquette Arquette can we talk about
2: cocaine for a moment
1: I think we should talk about cocaine (laughs) for a moment
2: look Hollywood, this is where you get the good shit, right? You're right there by Tijuana. It comes up quickly and pure. And let me tell you something. The night of November the 16th, 2018, Game Changer Wrestling's LA Confidential, main evented by Nick Gage versus David Arquette, the cocaine was good on that night. How did this even happen? What? In what What world?
1: (laughs) What possessed? See, there's a lot of things because the the ultimate, like, thing of this match is why? And also, (laughs) what were you expecting? Well, what were you expecting for everyone involved? Except Nick Gage. I think Nick Gage actually mostly understood. (laughs) Even then, he. Um, who. Um. I mean, he's a pro.
2: Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Alright, so here's the thing about Nick Gage, right? He is. He is a charismatic, strange, and scary individual. But I think at this point, there is no doubt. And anyone who has actually watched his work, and not just fucking people on the internet who like to post a lot and don't actually watch the footage. Nick Gage loves wrestling, first of all. And Nick Gage loves to work the fucking people, okay? He is out there playing on expectations. He is well aware that everyone in the audience is well aware of his history. And he knows that he can go off in a way that makes people fear for the life of the other person in the ring they make he can make people uh convinced that he is gone off the quote unquote script um he is fully aware of the baggage that he brings to the ring and he plays on people's fears of the um of the released ex fucking felon you know he he gets it man he fucking gets it and he, he has fun with it
1: those grins, with his fucking horrible yeah. smile. He smiles so much in this match. <laughs> he is the embodiment of, and no disrespect to motherfucking legend, Sabu. One of the, yeah. all, an all-time motherfucker, right? Right? Sure, sure. But the idea of homicidal, suicidal, genocidal, that is N- Nick Gage. <laughs> Never understood
2: of, that last part, just want to say.
1: What, suicide, what?
2: Uh, uh, genocidal.
1: Well, I'm saying in this, uh, the Nick Cage thing is, he could kill his opponent. He could die himself. Mm-hmm. He did die once upon a all. time, and he could kill every single uh, fan in that venue, in the hi hat or whatever, or in the Game Changer world in New Jersey. Rest in peace, mm-hmm. wrinkly old balls. Uh, he has that, and it's not that he would. But it's because something might happen. You don't know. And he, he definitely about, wouldn't. It's not that he would. It's that the It's that a riot could break out. He right. brings that sense of anything could happen, of full-on danger. Right. And he
2: is electric. The cocaine was fucking good. Like it is crazy how I and I. He is always like this, but I've never seen him take it this far he is having so much fun and it's a joy to watch
1: i mean he's like uh, i mean it's just that he's in there
2: with a former wcw world heavyweight champion if you were working a former wcw world heavyweight champion you would raise the bar you're like that's that's how yes. that's how it goes you you raise your you elevate yourself to the level of the man you're in the ring with and this man actor director screenwriter producer fashion designer former wcw world heavyweight champion david arquette you must elevate yourself and is this the first wcw champion to appear in game changer because i know uh, Scott Flash Norton was IWGP champion, but I don't think we've had any WCW champions appear in the game changer world.
1: In game changer, see, I'm going to take a guess and say that Vader was booked when it was Jersey championship. Okay,
2: season. sure. But,
1: but I'm not, uh, but I'm going to say <laughs> you're right. I can't imagine. I'm trying to think. Who the fuck would it be? Who would it be? Manny Fernandez
2: uh, is a former uh NWA tag champion and he worked.
1: Fuck, I want Manny Fernandez versus Severn so bad. I want <laughs> that match so bad. I keep some, going back to that That's picture, some
2: other shit.
1: <laughs> that's a dream match. That's Josh Barnett, I know you're listening. You turn down the fucking uh you know, the the Ben Shapiro the Ben Shapiro uh sucking his own dick show and listen up, bitch. Book Severn versus Manny Fernandez. Book it twice. Book, book uh, Severn twice. I don't give a shit.
2: We could get Josh Burnett on the show if we start posting uh conservative memes from the from the Twitter account. Maybe. We could try it. I'm willing to do that. This if, is if that's the end game, I'm willing to do it.
1: We have no shame. Neither <laughs> um, does
2: David Arquette. Because
1: Yeah, have you seen those tattoos?
2: Oh no, we, he is do you a disgusting see the of People
1: tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> he is so gross. But see he's oh, so
2: dedicated. This yes. match This match follows a very I, I have it written down as a bizarro version of a classic main event structure. Because Arquette powders and cowers, like a like Tolly like like tolly Blanchard, right? Almost said Tolly Anderson. Tolly Blanchard. Yes. Uh until gage grabs him. Then you get some of the funniest working punches of all time from our cat until you get, like, some truly unfucking professional elbows, uh, from Gage, and it's just as legit as it gets, um, it's some, uh, some fucking chef's kiss, disgusting, uh, is this, is, is what I'm seeing a shoot, um, fucking crazy shit, um they go to the floor like I I feel like it's worth doing some play by play here because there's not a lot in this match but yeah. everything that is here is insane. Um Gage sets up like a classic two chairs like you know chair table table in quotes and just yeah. and just throws Arquette onto it and Arquette just bumps onto his like spleen and liver. <laughs> like it's not a graceful bump but they just pops right back up. Like a drunken fucking idiot. Um, The cocaine is good. Um, The commentator says that Arquette's run as WCW champion was misunderstood. And then he talks about how Arquette gave all of his WCW money to the families of deceased wrestlers.
1: Yes. (laughs) Is that real? That is true. Uh, You've heard this? Yes. It was all um, either deceased wrestlers... Or uh, the one non-deceased was uh, Darren Drozdov. Okay,
2: sure. He, he legit did, it.
1: yeah, because he, he's he's um, he's committed. He's a sincere guy. I don't know how you could say after watching this match that David Arquette is not a sincere man.
2: He loves the business. He is a and fucking worker.
1: He is incredibly good at being fucking terrible.
2: Oh well, so no this this match has. Some incredible uh, momentum shifts. Um, this is this is truly like the art of basic fucking wrestling. Um I mean, Arca-
1: go ahead. I'm just, like those topes.
2: Yeah, and he's all right. bo- so,
1: he's clearly blowing them. He, he, it's not that hard to. He could just go over the top rope if he wanted to. It's not that fucking hard. Well, he, we do, just, he, he does he does that actually, and he fucks them up just, too. <laughs> so <laughs> he, uh, he knows he's not. He gets that he. He's not, he's kind of, I mean, in this, he's kind of a, prof- he's a semi-professional wrestler.
2: That's yeah. what he is. Former WCW champion. He gets the comeback with like a fucking, the, there's a chair propped in the corner. Um, He fucking moves out of the way. Nick Cage goes headfirst into the chair. Classic momentum shift spot. Seen it a million times in every single WWE garbage match for the last 25 fucking years. Um, And then he hits a fucking Frankensteiner. Okay, It's a Frankensteiner yeah. uh gage goes to the floor and uh and then Arquette goes to the top rope, climbs the fucking ropes, shaking, can barely reach the top, and he gets Let's up step there back yeah he's yeah, and he he fucking thinks about it, he gets back up there, and he hits a totally okay, totally insane plancha. Lands right on the target. It looks as good as I don't know any fucking. It looked fine. It looked it looked better than um, some of the dives you saw in, say, the May Young Classic.
1: It well he could be in an aerial assault. Uh, That's right. Match from 2011 in CZW, and you would think. No, that was fine.
2: Yeah, this that match between da- that
1: was better landed.
2: This match between David Arquette and Egotistico Fantastico, I give it three stars.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I already did a it's sneaky good.
2: Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna uh,
1: make. I'm, now I'm gonna. That's like British Dylan Hales. Uh, oh god, that would be it's the starting worst to, sound like start to sound like Eva.
2: It's starting to sound like Eva. That's a that's a new one. I I pronounced her name right. Um, hey, listen. It's fucking Ava. Um,
1: we'll, he, get, we'll start getting things right eventually. Yeah. We've gotten some things wrong tonight. You
2: know, De so um He... The one plancha isn't enough. So he goes in the ring and he grabs a chair and this is a man who's never done a Tope Suicida before, I would guess. And he tries to do his first ever Tope Suicida while holding a chair. <laughs> and his... He starts to... His head starts to decline towards the floor before his feet leave the mat. So, of course, he does not make the target. And then he just lands headfirst on the floor, and then he pops right back up, and he immediately tries it again, and he fucks it up again, and you would think it was a replay (laughs) because it's the exact same thing.
1: But it's perfect. And it's... it's, This is... This is like um, a masao in a way level of this guy sucks on purpose. Yeah, but he also just sucks. But he knows exactly. I mean, he knows exactly what he's supposed to do, which is not go out there and look good. He's not. I mean, that's like, do you want David Arquette to go out there and like fucking? I don't know. You like, want him do to try? Part? You want him? to I want to him give to efforts. try. I don't want him to like lock on a perfect fucking uh wakigatame fucking like he's yoshiaki fucking fujiwara i, I would have okay look at that well that would have been i mean if i if i fought. well if we get a rematch I'll to see. <laughs> yeah submissions I'm kinda... match <laughs> on your terms <laughs> on my terms not <laughs> yours it's not you. uh on my on my divorce lawyer's terms uh, there you go you.
2: And
1: there's so, and then you you want to talk about the best Nick Gage smile?
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: when he brings up Let's the talk troops. about that
2: smile. Yeah, oh man. And um,
1: he's he's playing he's fucking he's Hulk fucking Hogan walking down that staircase.
2: He right, so, so
1: <laughs> he has the the, the pop. He's, he's,
2: the pop when that happens. You skipped ahead a little bit. Um, I did a little. No, it's, it's okay. I can't. It's okay. I do want to just say that because it's it, you have we have to talk about the fact that after the third dive that David Arquette got back in the ring and went for a fourth dive,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he 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 tries a Topé gon Gero over the top rope, but he. Holds onto the ropes, which is a classic mistake that I've seen a lot of backyarders do when they try their first ever, like, over-the-top flying front-flip dive. They hold onto the top rope, and he held on and just basically hangs there, skinning the cat, until Nick Gage just comes up and breaks a fucking beer bottle over (laughs) his face. (laughs) And And, uh... I'm—oh my god, I'm wondering at this point, was any of this discussed beforehand— like, is is David Arquette in the back going? All right, Dick. All right, Nick. What's your name, Nick? All right, Nick. I'm gonna hit four fucking dives in a row, okay? And then on the fourth one, you're gonna hit me in the face with a bottle of Miller Genuine Draft, okay? Can you do that, Nick? And Nick Cage is just smiling. <laughs> is that what happened? Did
1: is any of this planned? The there 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 was an agent for this match. It was um it 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 was you know, it was, it was uh, the, the median card I was gonna say the median cartel. Okay. It was Pablo yeah. himself. Yeah, I don't <laughs> There it was it was China White.
2: Man. Alright. Gage goes and comes back with light tubes. The pop is perfect. It's it's one of the greatest pops I've ever heard in my life. Because people know they're gonna see fucking David Arquette bleed. It's it's gorgeous. But then some other shit happens. Do you wanna talk about what happens before any glass gets broken?
1: We get a couple of run ins.
2: Can't can't live without him.
1: Um, Joey Ryan in a sling.
2: Yeah. So that was the original match, right? Match. Was...
1: Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be um, him, uh, Nick Gage, uh, defending the title versus Joey Ryan. I mentioned defending the title because that's really crucial to the finish of this match. I want to point out; it needs to be pointed out. And Joey Ryan does run in and tries to get Nick Gage to Nick touch, Gage. His,
2: touch his penis. Yeah, he
1: shot. He's. You know, he's doing his uh, Dan Shokadino spa, his Sexy Eddie stolen gimmick. I remember you, bitch. I remember you went for PWG in 2003. You weren't doing this crap. Yeah, he
2: he took the Psycho Driver number two onto a fucking guardrail and it kicked ass. Joey Ryan used to kick ass. People don't realize. A lot of people forget, Bix. A lot of people forget.
1: Joey Ryan is fundamentally... A really good wrestler? Yeah. You didn't see bust. Paragon Pro. Only Eric Gritz and I have seen Paragon Pro. He was fucking good as this like PG heel doing all like just you know, this like a little dick like like fucking cry baby John Tatum tactic shit. And you're like, God damn it, this son of a bitch.
2: Yeah, Joy Ryan's alright. Uh he was alright.
1: It's it's not it's not that he can't, it's that he doesn't. But then again, um hey He doesn't have Mr. to a, he doesn't have it, yeah, he doesn't I mean he's making money and uh Mr. Iguana's booked on his show, so And Torus. To, to, to our boy Mr. Iguana.
2: And Torus. Uh,
1: so many people. Torus. So many animals. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> um, and we uh, get
1: a counter run in. That's right. Well Kind XW of W legend and and from the backyard wrestling video game. The, the Messiah. messiah.
2: I can't believe the commentator literally says it's the Messiah from XPW from the Backyard Wrestling video game.
1: The guy who had. from uh, the fucking, you know, from America's Most Wanted. Yeah. The so, black cut his fucking thumb off.
2: Right. <laughs> the promoter of XPW sent people after the Messiah to cut his thumb off because he went to CZW. Um, yeah, so that's probably a discussion for uh, an upcoming episode. But and, little teaser and for then you there,
1: Messiah save. But then it's still a distraction, and the momentum shifts, and it's it works kind of. Everything well, in this match works kind of, doesn't I, it? Oh, this match is I perfect.
2: This match is beautiful. I have this down as uh, let's see, the twelfth best match of twenty eighteen. <laughs> Um, Arquette low blows Gage while he's distracted by the Messiah. And I'm wondering is this payback for Cage of Death 5? Is Arquette the newest member of the High Five? Shouts out to anybody who knows what the fuck I'm talking
0: about.
1: Uh, Trinacid, well, you know. Trinacid's dead. I haven't needed Trinacid more. Who's, right. Who else is going to fuck Ring Rats? In- right. Not, not, not to use problematic language, but I'm only speaking Fortran acid.
2: Is ring Rest Rats considered trend. problematic now? Come I on think now. it is, dude. I don't know. Yeah, it's an old term. Um, it's a different time. Uh, it's back- also
1: one a.m. right now for me. I don't give a fuck.
2: Yeah, I'm I, gonna be I,
1: problematic. I, all I mean, this is this is a problematic match.
2: Uh, I think it's pretty woke actually once uh when 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 he gets his comeback in David Arquette hits the low blow and an ace crusher and follows it with like some of the, uh, the uh, like th- this is Man, this is some of the best hope spots I've ever seen, okay? This is up there with the, the comeback and the second fall of MS Uno versus Sangre Chicana from 83, okay? And then you get an all-time great cutoff as Nick Gage kicks at one from the Ace Crusher and then does the unthinkable... And just takes a bundle of light tubes and smashes it over David Arquette. A man who used to be married to one of the motherfucking friends. Smashes it over his face. Okay? When I saw this match was happening originally. When they like announced the replacement. I was like okay. If the cocaine is good enough. Maybe Arquette will do like tax.
1: The cocaine was so much better than you ever could have fought. So fucking
2: good as hell on this night. That he took... This motherfucker was married to Monica Geller. Alright? <laughs> <laughs> he was in He was in Scream. One of the biggest hits of the 90s. And here he is... Uh, getting hit in the face with a fucking light tube. Um, and it happened so suddenly. Gage kicks at one grabs the bundle, smashes it over this fucking guy's head. He doesn't build up the crowd beforehand. He just fucking does it, and it fucking rules.
1: There's not... There doesn't have to be any... I mean, at that point, he already... Like, when he came out, like, you know, they had a... It was a fucking petting zoo right there. They ha- and <laughs> But at the same time, it's like, there's, there doesn't have to be any build. He just kills him no. he takes his head off
2: yeah the crowd doesn't the crowd doesn't even react immediately because they're so shocked um, Arquette, Arquette blatantly blades himself right
1: afterwards I just want to point out this is and here's the cons- the thing of this match is when does it exactly start to go Um, in the area it went because re- having rewatched this I'm not sure I know the people did some Zapruder some style analysis of it uh, I don't. I think they're fucking wrong. I. He's starting to bleed from like his shoulders, and immediately.
2: Oh, okay. So he's bleeding. He's
1: completely fucking. He's. It's like but
2: bad. He is also blatantly bleeding himself, right? Oh yeah, in, He yeah, is so Arquette is, is down. Arquette is with it. All of this. He is, and this is all part of what is planned. um And it's, he doesn't even try to hide his fucking very blatant blade job. Steve Um,
1: Carino versus Tajiri level of a, you move a fucking camera. Yeah, except, (laughs)
2: except this match has people standing around the ring, like Beyond style, WXW style. Except there's this one woman in the front who didn't see the blade because Arquette turns around and she's pointing at him with her like mouth wide open and her hand cover, her other hand covering her mouth. It's like, he was married to one of the friends and he's bleeding. Um, man, uh, it's so good. And then, I don't know, We I, I, I kind of lose the plot of the match here a little bit, but Arquette bites Gage in the forehead and then does, like, a fucking ace crusher through tubes, one of his five moves. His five moves being the Tope Suicida, <laughs> skinning the cat, the punch, the ace crusher, and then the fucking cannonball, which he also does through more tubes. Like, um- what is... What is happening?
1: And you can see, the, like, the where he is bleeding from, Um, he's already <laughs> sliced.
2: Oh, this is not a man who has experience in this sort of thing.
1: No. He has experience and doing cocaine. Then, yeah. He doesn't... But, he, like, this whole thing of when does it... Like, when... Like, no, he was caught, like, really early. Yeah. Way earlier than these people are, do, like, who are saying, like, like, there's a spot you can distinctly see when... Like, when Gage... Like, Gage is carving his forehead. That's mm-hmm. not when he's going to get his fucking jugular cut.
2: Yeah. Um, and then, but the co- not, cooperation not, is still there. I, I, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Uh,
1: let's not forget to acknowledge the pizza cutter. And yeah. This w- is last transit incident. Yeah. Uh, 1,000. <laughs> Kevin Gill, this the fuck is this asshole he's so bad he i
2: like the commentary i don't give a fuck <laughs> what people say it's, it's so it's, bad it's, it's really good it's
1: appropriate as hell i don't know how else to put it right it's yeah the very crowd
2: the crowd is chanting our cat very loudly and then gauge grabs that piece of cutter and starts carving him up and yeah and, kevin gill says this is the mass transit incident times a thousand no he doesn't say i have it written down as times infinity
1: he might have said he says times I can't Infinity. imagine that he I can't it was such a ridiculous call that it's like you know what I have to, in my mind maybe I just want to give him the benefit of the doubt for the most absurd call I've ever heard in my life it was yeah. perfect it's cool it was, that
2: all of his references are uh 2001 XPW and 1995 ecw that's all he knows oh
1: and you know what that's like a, that's a fucking horror movie moment appropriately yeah. that's There is so much in this... that is, And the man who was in Scream, the star of... Well, Nev Campbell is the star of Scream. The male star. The male lead. Who the fuck else is this? Is there another man in Scream? Uh, Skeet Ulrich is in there. Ghostface?
2: Skeet Ulrich.
1: Uh, I don't know. Skeet (laughs) Skeet Ulrich! Oh, man. Ugh. That's...
0: That's...
1: (laughs) Skeet Ulrich's
2: doing cocaine, but he's not doing any fucking death matches. Um, man. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, it, it, the glass goes into his neck, right? Like what? Yeah. What else is there to say? He's carving that fucking light tube into his head, and then there's like a counter, and the tube breaks into Arquette's neck. He leaves the ring, walking gingerly. The cocaine has officially worn off. What else is there? You know, like I, I, it's it's hard to.
1: Well, I mean, he goes for that like reverse mount and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he's like and he goes for cover he is shooting at this point but it's also like and here's the thing like people like start to like the 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 sec, like the story of this is like well like after the fact like what would well, nick gage was he unprofessional and it's like david arquette could have just tapped right
2: well that's the thing uh like he so he gets out of the ring he's thinking about walking away completely and then he gets back in the ring because he knows he has to lay down for the three because this is a fucking title match you know Arquette is a professional. He is a professional on cocaine, good cocaine. But he is a professional, and he is he a former He tries champion. to
1: win this match, though.
2: He goes back in there, and then it's a fucking shoot. That's right. He starts throwing a chair at him, and then what? Gage gives him an eponze. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: yeah, he. Uh, he uh, I mean, it's a straight up like fucking like judo fro slash. Yeah, it's old the Koji Uemoto. Yeah. It's like it's I mean, some fucking you no know, and just a straight up uh horizontal press, just it's done.
2: Yeah, and Arquette knows he has to stay down. He like the cocaine has worn off. Um, but his brain is still there. And Arquette's not a stupid person. He's you know, he I He's mean not, that's, he, it's a broken might... family, but look, Rosanna and Patricia are clearly intelligent people. Um, There's no reason that David hasn't gotten some of that, hasn't lost all of it, even though he's gone through a horrible divorce and horrible fucking uh, substance abuse addictions. And
1: horrible tattoos. And
2: horrible tattoos, which could be attributed to either of the two uh, prior things. Um, But look, he stays down and then he gets out of there real fucking fast because Gage might kill him or one of the fucking fans might kill him. Um, but, like you said with the fucking yard call, how does that match end? How was this match supposed to end? How else?
1: Was he gonna take, a uh, a face wash with tubes or something, like fucking dream mm. or marcus crane would have
2: okay i mean if you want to get into spots I don't that, didn't, know. that didn't happen sure but this is a I, I i i cut this out of the video and i clocked it at 26 minutes with entrances the fucking bell to bell is probably like a good 15 16 minutes this match does not need to be longer than it is no it doesn't this shit I falling don't. apart right here is perfect
1: it is the It's the peak of the high, and then that high really does wear off. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but it's also like I don't. I mean, he would have taken the 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 choke breaker. I he would have taken anything. That's the thing I know. Well, he would have. He would have taken anything. I think he might have taken anything before this match. He, He, you know, he found. You know that one. I mean, you know, is you know we're talking about coke. I mean. You know, yeah no. if we're talking he, about he did what try to bite him. he did bite a man's face let's talk about bath salts right here if david we're talking salts, about what arquette. what david
2: arquette will and won't take that man has taken a lot of things orally probably up the other side too this man is down to take whatever you will give him and he probably won't even ask you beforehand this is this man is i love him I I I need to see the fucking Josephus match.
1: I, I need to see the because you just saw that tweet, right? I mean Lauderdale wrote that. I don't. I don't give a shit.
2: I didn't see any tweet. I don't go. Well, on that they're coming website. back
1: to GGCW. He was coming back to LA.
2: Okay, I did see that.
1: Yeah, and he called him out. I mean Lauderdale is Nick. I don't as Nick. I don't care. Like, yeah. Would you not book something? What would you do?
2: No, 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 no. You don't bring Arquette back. No fucking way.
1: What if you bring him back? No, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. No, definitely not. Definitely not. This is a... No. Uh, Even even Andy Kaufman had diminishing returns. No fucking way. What
1: if you brought the mega powers? The new hate club. Hate club 4.0, I guess. What is that? uh, Gage and Tremont? No. Hate club 3.0 is a Gage and Tremont. Hate club 4.0. Gage
2: and our cat. Oh, okay. And they face what David Schwimmer and Courtney Cox in a fucking death match. <laughs> they face
1: Joey Ryan and
2: No. Nah. Uh... and the Messiah. No, <laughs> I, I like I like my idea better. Um, so no one told you life was gonna be this way. Clap 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 clap. No, I I think you 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 pretend this didn't happen um, because it's better as an anomaly and a weird thing that that nobody could have predicted. Um, David Arquette's going to die in a couple of years. There's no way he has much left uh, for 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 this plane of existence.
1: Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, he is a man uh, running on empty. He is... Uh, borrowed is, <laughs>
2: borrow, <laughs> borrow time. He is D-U-N what if,
1: done. What if we got Nick Gage and his open challenge um for Atlantic City, yeah, accepted sure. by Nick Aldis, Magnus, and Billy Corgan did a run in, but he failed. It's what Billy Corgan
2: got, from ECW and the Smashing Pumpkins video game.
1: What if we got Billy Corgan and Nick Aldis versus Dave Raquette and Nick Gage? I don't want to see it. hat and GCW.
2: Nothing. Listen to me. This match was only as good as the cocaine. And how often do you find... I've done a good deal of cocaine in my life. And I've never done the amount of cocaine or the level of cocaine that would make me do four dives in a row. Okay? This match, who knows what happened here. Okay? Did David Arquette shoot on a convicted felon? Maybe. Okay? Okay? probably not but maybe was any of the last five or six minutes of this match planned probably maybe like a little less than you think
1: but was Shh. any of the first ten minutes of this match planned
2: yes yes was these any two of are it workers was
1: none of it planned it is it is god damn think... this is a Schrodinger's cat ass match I don't okay. know what the hell's happening here
2: I you know a- I I I don't want answers okay I don't need answers okay I don't want to see more of Arquette in Game Changer Wrestling I don't need to see more of of Arquette in Game Changer Wrestling because these are questions that that could n- that cannot and should not be answered and the only the only question that I feel can be properly answered with a definitive answer. On this night, was the cocaine good? And the answer to that question is, fuck yes.